Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't good. keep me down. <laughs> you know, for, a second, <laughs> for a second, I'm like, where is that from? That sounds so familiar. I'm like, oh, okay, that's right. Like, uh, yeah, it was like a cartoon character and evolved into Keanu Reeves. I, I, like, the, uh, I like the evolution there. It was good. I like that. And as always, we've got Nick. Listen, if Captain da- Tangent doesn't stop interrupting Garbage Boy, I'm going to be ex- excommunicado. <laughs> so I'm aware of this. Probably not going to stop, but at least I'm aware. It's consequences. 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 It's like there's like 11 words in this movie. Consequences. Excommunicado. I'm back. Retired. Retired. Yeah. What else? Pretty much it, right? That's the whole script. Puppy. Car. Four four pages of script. (laughs) Oh man. As always, we'll start off the podcast with a little bit of movie news. So of course, the biggest one is Robert Pattinson. New Batman. I'm I'm in shock. I'm not ready to talk about it. Do we have to talk about it now? Can we let it digest a little? I really don't. We mentioned so, this. Did we not mention we, this? We did mention this. So it's not set in stone right. just quite right. yet. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not 100% official. It looks like it's going to be that way. But right now, I guess it's Nicholas between. Nicholas Holt was a yes. close second, which I like him a lot. Uh-huh. So I, I was going to mention Now, what uh, was he in? So Warm Bodies. That's a great zombie okay. movie. We talked yes, a little I zombie remember movie last week. He's great mm-hmm. in that. About a boy. He's a little kid in About a Boy. Mm. He's also Beast in the new Yeah, Batman also series. Beast. So, oh, okay. So, all right. All yeah. right. Yeah. So but, I know who you're talking about. But I didn't really want a British Batman anyway. I mean, I don't mind. So, <laughs> I mean, what was... Uh, British Superman, British Batman. I mean, come on. Christian Bale was Whalish? Will- He's like Welsh. Wales? Yeah. Welsh? Yeah. Or <laughs> whatever you say. Yeah, Welsh. You saw him at the Academy Awards when he goes like full Welsh or whatever. He gives the full accent. He sounds like Brad Pitt on Snap. It's just like really, non- it's like this nonsense. You don't even know what he's saying. Well, either way, they're going to make him use some terrible American accent. You <laughs> yeah, know? Of course. Oh man, no, I'm just glad it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> Who? I, what? Bernard Cucumber Snatch? What? Yeah, that's Cucumber exactly Snatch. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks like it's not 100 percent official. I guess it's still. Tech- My wife it, yeah. was like two thumbs up. She thought really? this was a good thing. She I also can't. likes the new Jonas Brothers album, so what can you do, you know? That album is fire. All right? No, I you know what? It's, it, not, but... it's not terrible. <laughs> you know, I can't even picture it. I don't know how to kind of envision this because all I'm thinking about is pale skin, skinny Robert playing baseball. Yeah, well, yeah, that too, but... All I hope like, there's a baseball scene in the Batman movie, so... All I could think about was the, the Edward Cullen hair, and I was just yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, you gotta say, fix I'll that I'll say hair. this, if Kristen Stewart ends up being cast as Catwoman, I'm out. I'm out. I'm just checking out. I'm so. more in, so... <laughs> <laughs> but, ah, oh, gosh. I mean, I'm fine with it, because ever since... I was talking to Ryan a little bit about it, but ever since the Twilight kind of saga, whatever you want to call whatever. it... Yeah. yeah, ever since Twilight ended, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart... They've all been doing damage control on their careers by taking these small indie movies. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Of, some good just, stuff in there. Just trying to prove that, hey, I'm an actor, an actress. <laughs> Robert not Pattinson just a face. was in Water for Elephants with Reese Witherspoon. Yes. I, I didn't hate that movie. There was one he was recently, I can't remember, but apparently he had it was that really one good. with Guy Pierce. Uh, yeah, Guy Pierce, where he's uh-huh. like on the run. It's like a future. Uh, Apocalypse movie or whatever. Mm, it's pretty good too. The Rover. I think it's called the Rover. The Rover? Yeah, I'll pretty sharp. I mean, it's out. not very watchable, but it was decent for an indie movie. Is it? It's indie, right? Yep. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, I mean, what's her face has been in everything. Everything <laughs> indie. Personal Shopper. The yeah. Lizzie so, movie. I mean, one indie after another. I saw an article. It's not a big article. It's just fans complaining. But essentially, fans of Twilight want to see Kristen Stewart play Catwoman. Yeah, I'm sure. Going to be, uh, you tell them to shut up. You block, you block them if they're. 
follow you. <laughs> and nobody wants to see that. <laughs> for all the audience members out there, I don't know if you guys have checked it out, but Kristen Stewart's website, kristenstewart.com. Oh, <laughs> you should check it out. It's just hilarious. It's like a picture in time. It's better than the Dragon Questicle website for sure, but it's something to see. It's a sight to behold. <laughs> she, she, when she doesn't wear a mask, you can't tell what she's thinking because she's emotionless. Yeah, she's yeah. going to put a Catwoman mask on. It's going to be even harder to see. <laughs> like, what, what is going through her? No, they're going to emote her ears. They're going to make oh, them like flap is? up okay, and say yeah, she's excited well, and go down or she's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what I'm most concerned about is I don't know that I really want to see another young Batman. I thought we were moving in. I mean, uh, the movies weren't good, good but uh-huh. the right direction with him older and maybe leading a Damian Wayne or, right. uh, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, or Grayson. a Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Yeah. So I, are we sure that that's not going to happen with this? We're pretty sure this is like an origin type deal. I mean, it's, no, it's somewhere man. around year one. So from what I've heard, um, how old is Robert? I think Robert Pattinson's 33 or 32. So apparently Christian Bale was 31 when he first took took the batman role oh, we saw that already. yeah so he so i guess it's more around it's not exactly batman year one but it's more at a point where i guess isn't they're, raza they're ta- ghoul in year one i mean don't they cover some of that same territory already i don't think they're going to be going that route with this okay. with matt reeves right with matt, matt reeves yeah, matt yeah. Reeves from i don't want to say matthew vaughn but yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, shit i think matthew vaughn probably make a more fun batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's still going to be that kind of crime noir. They're taking it back to that detective form with well, this that's Batman. What, uh, so Ryan that would be right. sick. Yeah. I would like to see that. I, mean, I just I agree with Nick though. I hope that it's not another origin story. Because if I got to see his parents die one more time. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm walking. We out we of the talk theater. about this <laughs> over and over. I don't want to see the stupid uh, pearls on the ground with yeah, a puddle yeah. <laughs> and a smoking uh, gun. I can't handle it. Yeah, there's please too don't, many don't do too it. many origin <laughs> movies, God, and I'm done with that. So like fifty times. Times for Christ's sake. So the rule is with comic books is it, nobody's ever really dead in comic books unless you're Uncle Ben or Batman's yeah. parents. Like I feel bad. They've died yeah. like yeah. 150 <laughs> times. Come on, man. Give them a Except break. Except for Flashpoint, but that's the exception. But that's the only thing I'll accept. Yeah. If you did Flashpoint, I'd be okay. I don't I don't think they're gonna go the route of showing his parents die again. There there talks about kind of doing Mask of the Phantasm with it. Um, which is another animated Batman film. I which... like. I might like that. I got to yeah. process that a little bit, but I definitely like that. That's an animated cartoon, right from the animated. Yeah, series. from the animated series. So yeah. it's that Batmobile, that character. I really uh-huh. like that. But and that's Mark Hamill, obviously. But I I don't know that that works in a movie standalone where you introduce a new Batman. And this is presumably disconnected from the DCU that exists right now. I believe so. It's in its own separate kind of thing. But oh yeah, okay, that would yeah, make it's, sense. It's, it's yeah, its own yeah. separate. So entity, we're getting a so. Joker movie that's disconnected. Now we're getting a Batman that's disconnected. Yeah. So that's, and we still may recast older Batman if they do Flashpoint mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Yeah. So apparently, like with the stories of that, is they're looking DC, the DCEU, Warner Brothers. They're looking to just do their own kind of separate stories for now. Apparently, they're still working on the Flashpoint Paradox movie. And who plays the Flash? Um, it's uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Mm. Who's very good. Yeah. And I he's like he's apparently trying to write with the writer, you know, trying to make it perfect a little bit better because they don't exactly have a good track record with these movies. And apparently, it's not going anywhere because we were supposed to get a Flashpoint movie March of this year, which, of course, didn't happen. So it looks like Ezra Miller might get recasted himself and they just might oh, God, go no, a whole on. different direction with this because the writing is going nowhere with we, the story. We yeah. talked about this before a couple times on the pod with a successful Wonder Woman series, presumably. I'm looking forward to 1984 Wonder Woman and a successful Aquaman series. Mm-hmm. How are we going to square the circle of 
Justice League sucked. Nobody liked Don to Justice. Yeah. Man of Steel was so-so, and those are your two biggest IP guys. I really don't know. I, I think that what they'll have to do is from... Flashpoint was the obvious I mean, choice to kind of retcon it. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a Terrence like Howard... Like universe, you know? Yeah, Terrence Howard, Edward Norton thing, just recast it. It never happened. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never talk about See, it See, I think again. I can handle it with one of them. If you do it with both of them, I start to get... I start to get... I, yeah. The eyes turn into Bran from uh, Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> what, what they'll have to do, I think they'll have to, like, reestablish everything, you know? Like, yeah, but, after doing another... But you've already established... You haven't established Wonder Woman. In an yeah, no. And people went this to a tune of a billion dollars each people want to see those movies. but i mean not reestablish like recasting them but have them do another separate movie or another establishing right. movie that ensures to the audience hey she's still going to be wonder woman he's still going to be aquaman but we're going to recast batman and recast Superman did you guys mm-hmm. uh you haven't seen justice league right Garbage no Boy? i have not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but tyler for you uh, i don't want to watch yes, I it <laughs> i only point I it out for the you. audience like, <laughs> I know. i'm pointing it out for the audience <laughs> uh, but Tyler, did, were you happy with the cyborg, Ray Fisher? Were you happy with Ezra Miller as the Flash? You know, it's just we didn't really I know get the movie too many. Of the, yeah, we're not going to argue that. But, <laughs> you know, were you cyborg, happy with the casting? We didn't get too many. We didn't get too much of Cyborg. Like, you know, he, he, was right. he was just fine. Yeah. I think everyone in there was. Well, I'll take that back. But you know, <laughs> not everyone. As far as, as far as Cyborg <laughs> goes and the Flash. They were okay. I don't think it would hurt the story if they had to recast them. I know that these yeah. actors are kind of a little bit more, especially with Henry Cavill too. They're a little bit more pressed on like they want more writing. They want more. Yeah, they want more <laughs> negotiations where they get the final say on what happens to their character because of how these movies went. And so let's uh, let me just ask this quickly. I don't want to tangent off too much, but on my very first pod on talking flick, if they recast uh, Captain Kirk, were you okay with that? Um, because the Star Trek movie is gosh. now getting some steam again. Star Trek Four. Those movies are but just so different. But they still have the, the problem DC with Chris one, Pond, so the yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, but I mean, when you see I know Chris... it's less of a. There's obviously yeah, less yeah, there, yeah. But right, it's yeah. still an important part, right? Can they recast that and get away with it? I think so. Because I say they no, all, but I, I mean, I don't know. I think so because they already established this multiple universe situation. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if they do that, then it wouldn't be that much of a big deal. Only if everyone else is the same. I don't know. If they yeah. go with a recast I, of Captain Kirk, they'll have mm-hmm. to be a brand new thing. I wouldn't want them to recast Captain Kirk just because that's already kind of been a solid franchise in general. If it's something like The Flash or, you know, Cyborg, where which I don't see, really see them recasting Cyborg or, you know, he was supposed to get a solo movie, too. That's never happening right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's something like Ezra Miller, where we've only seen him in, what, one movie? I'm not really going to be too upset about it. Yeah, I mean, if a, they just recast him, it's a pretty good point. You know, or if they're able to work with Ezra Miller, I say you get two recast options, same as the Marvel Universe. Who knows? You know, and yeah, two you get free two. Tickets. Yeah, you get, you get two. two markers. Yeah, you put your blood on it with the thumb, right? And yeah. then put them in your yeah, pocket. That's it. Cash them in whenever you want for literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's ask the obvious question. Let's say it's not the Phantasm, right? Uh huh. Who is the villain in this the Batman movie? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I I've heard rumors that's going to be Penguin, but I would like to see more Clayface. And I think I've already kind of mentioned that before. I want to but... see Hugo Strange. Or okay. maybe Hush, right? Yeah, Hush is the this plastic surgeon guy, right? There's actually a Hush movie coming out on the really? DC app. Oh, okay. yeah, it's yeah, an animated, yeah, it's animated one. Yeah, animated, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get so, you, I get you. But they have a really good track record with the animated ones. That's so. a cool one. Or they, you know, Deathstroke. We already saw him at the end of Justice League, but he didn't oh yeah, do for anything, two seconds, so. yeah. <laughs> I well, I'm I'm thinking more of like they need a mastermind character. Okay, I, yeah. like Clayface is good, but he's more of like a more grunt. Yeah, more, yeah. yeah, more. We force saw Killer Croc. It was there wasn't a ton for him to do in the Suicide Squad. I would like to see Ventriloquist. I think 
that would be really interesting. Really creepy, too. I yeah, think, that actually would be really creepy. So I think Mad Hatter done correctly could also be an interesting character. Mm, uh-huh. mm. So I, I've always liked him. He was good in the cartoons, and he was certainly good back in the, the old yeah. Batman animated series. Or not animated. He was good in the animated, but the one prior to that, the old one, the old Adam West. Yeah. So, I just don't want to see Joker. Yeah, it's I too totally soon. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I do not want to see the Joker. We've Let's been burnt stop before. Yeah. <laughs> stop recasting Batman. Stop recasting yeah. Joker. Stop it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we'll move on to other little bit of movie news. Apparently, there is a Mortal Kombat live action oh, reboot. Oh, man. It's in the works. Uh, I don't know 100%. James Wan, right? Yes, okay. James Wan, the, the savior of franchises. And <laughs> Oh, man. If I had the rights and... to the music, I would play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess get the rock for go- Guru, Guru, Guru. What's what? his name? Goro, Goro, Goro. Yeah, get right. the rock for Goro. There you go. What I would say about it is, James give me your Wan... geek card, Tyler. <laughs> no. Give me your geek card. I don't play yeah. video games. <laughs> uh, what I would say is, at least with the Aquaman, we've seen him do the colors. He can. He, the cinematography is there. He's probably the right choice for this source material, anyway. Mm. So I'm glad they chose the right guy, but. I'm not craving another Mortal Kombat take. Well, so, so back in the video games. They just released games, a game too, right? Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11, yeah. but Mortal Kombat 9 was the reboot that everyone wanted for in terms of video game. It took all the convoluted story of all the old games and then just mashed them up together and made it easier to follow. And it was it was dope. 10 was great, and 11, from what I'm hearing, is getting a lot of I've got one of them. I think it. it's 9. Yeah. It's the one that everybody wanted. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed playing I didn't playing play that. it a lot, but I, I played it. hours of that game and I crushed people one of them on PlayStation 2 and that's it the, so. yeah. the only fighting game I liked was Injustice which was the evil mm. Superman story oh, okay, yeah. and, and NetherRealms well they were the same people that made that game oh is that right yeah, okay. yeah. yeah that makes sense but that was the game that everyone wanted and it really kind of rebooted the franchise it brought it back into the social consciousness and for them to make a reboot of the movie sounds really cool if they base it off of this game I don't know what they're going to do I remember remember a few years back they did like this short web series that got a lot of steam behind it but i didn't see it and people said it was good but i didn't follow Mm -hmm. we talked on the podcast about a double dragon movie too didn't we we no, I don't, I don't so. think so. Isn't yeah, yeah. familiar? Maybe uh, that was... We definitely talked on the podcast that Who are you are... cheating on us with? <laughs> <laughs> it's a different one. Flick <laughs> talking. <worry> about it. <laughs> uh, but we definitely did talk about that there's really no good video game movies ever made. Mm. Really what happens is almost like John Wick is almost the same thing. Stuff that's not directly inspired by a video game but feels like video game yeah. kind of stuff works better than the actual source material of a video game. Tomb Raider, you know, really, the, uh-huh. they haven't done got that right. Um, Assassin's Creed, they haven't got that right. Yeah, Even yeah. the complicated ones, uh, they can't seem to get right. So, And I get why they want to do it. It will definitely make a lot of money, but also as an homage to the game. You know, it has a lot of popularity to it and to kind of appease the fans. They're asking for it. They want it. But, yeah, it sucks that it just seems to fall on his face over mm-hmm. and over again. Look at, uh, what is his name? The director, Uwe Boll? Is that his name? Um, uh, Uwe Boll? I'm not sure how to say his name. Yeah, man. yeah, but yeah. he did a lot of video game movies, and he was harshly criticized because all of them were terrible. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they haven't quite cracked that formula that formula for yeah. you know, the movie game. What, or what the is a good movies. one? I mean, there isn't really a good one. 
Apparently, Detective Pikachu is pretty good, but oh, yeah, there you that's go. like that, based that, off that's more really of a, yeah, that's a different thing because yeah, yeah. it's a War, video Warcraft game. Warcraft is an unbelievable film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I don't know. You're putting me it's on the terrible. spot, and I feel like there's at least one, but know. you know, you have to there, yeah. There's like you have to 40 shovel minutes of Assassin's of Creed and like 30 minutes of the first Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider are pretty good. Somewhere, if you put them together, maybe you get a decent movie out of that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of them are terrible. Mm. Well, live, die, repeat. That I guess that was the Right? That's but it's one. not directly related. That was yeah. the best video game, and I do that with air quotes, people. <laughs> I totally would agree with that. out there. Well, as of now, they're cursed. So if you're a movie producer <laughs> out there, just don't even touch a video game movie. <laughs> it's death. It's, it's death. death. I'm like thinking Silent Perfect Hill. Perfect for Colin Trevorrow. So, Silent Hill was bad. <laughs> the Resident Evils, they were so bad that like the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talk- I'm oh, more, that I'm, spun I'm, off into something. Yeah. I never yeah. really played the games, but that movie franchise in general just yeah, spun yeah. off to something. So <laughs> I was more okay with those Resident Evil movies than you guys were we pointed that out before but uh i would agree none of them are that great yeah so. yeah speaking of death i know you didn't catch the episode of game of thrones game um, of man. thrones come on ryan's Boy. like let me answer some emails real <laughs> yeah, quick yeah, while you I guys some, talk about this I can do right uh spoiler warning for the latest episode game or season or sorry episode the five penultimate. yeah they call it the penultimate episode oh. <laughs> so that's where we're at so, the second to last so nick this season look they're rushing it yeah Okay, but I they they have no choice, right? Yeah, so <laughs> it's just okay, okay. So my I it's the same with the Marvel fan glasses. You know, I put I put on the goggles. I'm willing to accept. And I'm not things. a huge fan of this show. I, I pointed out before I am uh-huh. a, like a periphery fan. So. I I really like the show. So for certain things, I'll put the goggles on. I'll be like, yeah. okay, you know, I really like the show. I'm not I'm as sure invested in these it. characters as maybe you are. Yeah. So I'm more interested in like, how do you feel about some of these end so results? <laughs> my whole thing with last season was okay. It was eight episodes. It definitely could Moving have been chess ten. pieces. Yeah. Pretty quickly. You st- remember, I'll point this out to you. Uh-huh. And again, I'm a periphery fan, but I know, even I know, when they had to go from like King's Landing to, I don't know, somewhere else. Right. It's the took, North. The yeah. North or wherever. Uh-huh. It was a long journey, right? Yeah. Where there was some writing and some character development. Here, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You want to go to King's Landing overnight? Here you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, and I get why they're doing that because they got to get from A to B and they got to move this thing along. Yeah. But what you lose is character development. You lose a lot of what we like about the show. It is. And no sex. We don't even get sex anymore. It used to you be like just enough. You not know, even you a, a single bit. boob. I yeah, mean, you like... don't even get a side boob or nothing. You now know? you sound Jeez. like a pervert. I know it sounds bad, but you know what? It was a really, it was like um, magic or Warcraft for the adults or something yeah. like that. Or the Hobbit for the adults. And now they've kind of taken it away from us. If you're not going to show me some traveling, at least show me some boobs. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. You know, nobody's just really the occasional slip. That's all I'm asking for. But. Last season, you know, it was eight episodes. It felt like it could have been ten, and it would have ran a little bit smoothly. Been. Yeah, it should have been. Why and not stretch it out? So People are hungry for this stuff. Exactly, and they'll 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 wait. I mean, we've been waiting, but with this season, the first three episodes that could have been stretched into a season itself, and then same with these last three episodes. At least that's what it's feeling. As you know, as far as these last two. That could have been stretched into another season in itself, also. And I agree, and, and it probably could have been. And what you could have done is probably let George R. R. Martin, who hasn't finished the books, yeah, catch up with you a little bit more because obviously now that they don't he's, have him uh, as the source, yeah, I don't think they're making great decisions he's, with the writing. He's very far, I guess. So he's still working on. Winds he had of a winter. little Twitter explosion, yeah, because there was a theory released that 
oh, the books are done and HBO paid him money to not let them well, out. I he was it. like, what are you talking about? I'm the writer. <laughs> I'm definitely not done. And you can go after yourself. So I saw <laughs> I saw this little meme on the internet. It was uh, one of those mazes that you'd see in like a coloring book or whatever. And it had an arrow and it said, George R.R. R. Martin writing a story. And it's going through the maze and then it has another arrow just breaking through the walls and then jumping yeah. over things <laughs> and then HBO taking over. <laughs> He's like, he, as Captain tangent i relate to him he he gets sidetracked easy right he's not going to be pressured by hbo and millions of viewers who demand game of thrones content you know he doesn't care i i thought maybe he had written the books and just kind of kept it hush hush apparently you and a lot of people thought that i never thought about it i didn't think i didn't think it was because of money i just thought you know what he wants people to see what the end story is with the tv then he'll release his books and they can see the end story with his books i that's maybe what i was thinking but then he said no I'm not even done with Winds of Winter, and I haven't even started A Dream of Spring yet. So he is behind. He's, and- he's cashing those <laughs> he's- checks and, and eating fancy oysters and wine, and he's yeah. not in any rush. Oh, man. I, I made a, a prediction last year after, like, week six of the— uh, There was eight episodes last year, too, right? Mm-hmm. So I, after, like, six episodes, I was like, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. HBO is going to guesswork this thing. They're going to come up with an ending. Somebody—there's either going to be no Iron Throne or some random person's going to be on it. And then George R. R. Martin's going to write the last book. And it's going to be totally different. Yeah, and that's probably and I, and I think that now even more. I'm fine with it being different too, and it's going to be different. Yeah, like yeah it I'm is. fine with it too. I don't and read the books anyway, but it's if smart I did. on his part because everyone's going to want to read it. Yeah, and he's going that's how you to, keep both things in line. Yeah, right? and he's going to make a superior story based on he, like you know the beginning. Yeah, he's going to end it I'll, strong. I'll tell you, he gets a free pass because what's going to happen is they're going to mess it up, or or it's going to yeah. be unsatisfying to a certain mm-hmm. degree. And it's he can so smart. Not based off my book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll learn from your mistakes. Hey, HBO. you sunk the boat, all right? right exactly. I gave you yeah. these, but yeah, exactly. And it's so smart on his it part. It is smart, right? It's very calculated. So either way, he's not going to lose because already it's going to dash the expectation of all the fans, and they're going to want something different. They're going to want something more, and then he's going to deliver, and he's going to look like a saint. There's, yeah. there's, there'll definitely be more side boob in the books. I'll guarantee you. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, what really what I wanted to say is, let me, let me ask you, Tyler, if you agree with what's happening here. What HBO has done in the last two seasons, but certainly this season, besides hit the fast forward button on all the character development, mm-hmm. is they've, they've fallen in love with set pieces. Yeah. They have fallen in love with castles and fire and dragons and battles, and they have mm. forgotten about the characters. Mm. Now, I'm happy because this, this is a story more for Garbage Boy producer Ryan and the <laughs> Dragon Questicles podcast and people who love magic and all these world building things because that's what it is, but... I was confused when there were like a hundred characters I had to care about. <laughs> now that we started crossing off all of them, there's only like four left. I'm like, man, this is easier for me to digest. <laughs> but most people are really upset that these people are meeting their end without the proper, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyrion sidekick there. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of these people, like, I don't know that's what he would have done. It looks like they just had to get rid of him quickly for the uh-huh. the next episode, you know? So they just kind of crossed him off. So I feel like some of these folks, especially um, J- Jamie and Cersei, yeah. I mean, like, I was satisfied with it, but a lot of people weren't. Right. And I get why. Um, To me, they're rushing this thing. They're falling in love with the dragons and the set pieces. And there's going to be a ton of backlash, no matter how good this last episode is. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But I think, though, that 
Nick, you like the show, but I don't think you're the audience. You I'm know? not. No, yeah. and I, I've, I'll admit that. It's for me. the people that are really into fantasy and they Believe love me, the character as building not the and audience, all that. I'm not as mad as they are. Yeah, They're I know. much more but, mad than I am. But I'm just saying that the audience that really loved George R.R. R. Martin's books and really got immersed into the show and then see how... These are how, your people. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> my people. They they like the story. They like the build-up and all the background behind it. And then to have them just cast aside, that it's a terrible feeling. And it is. Yeah, I yeah agree. that's why... I like, be like you had to wrap up Dragon Questicles in 20 minutes. Yeah, and I could I could probably do that. I could kill all of them right, yeah, right? now. And, and, but everybody would be pissed. <laughs> and I'm probably thinking about it. But. And uh, <laughs> apparently it's it's the showrunners. I can't remember their name. I just know it's D&D. Benioff and Weiss. Is that the, the yeah. showrunners, the yeah. writers or whatever that they are correct, now? Yeah. yeah, so apparently they were even they were offered more money by HBO. Like, hey, if you can give us more seasons, go ahead and do it. But they, I guess they're a little bit more eager to start another project. So I think that's maybe Boom. why they're not just up. them. The actors, too. And the actors are like, look, this is a slog. It's dreary. It's dark. We were yeah. shooting this stuff and we're tired of this. I mean, so they, you know, it's not it's everybody coming together to say we only want to do this many more hours. But when there's that much more story to go to get to a, a satisfying conclusion, yeah. this is what happens. Yeah, I mean, man, it must suck. Why not just shut it down and then do a movie in three years yeah. or something like that? It, it must suck not wanting to get more money. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, actually, stop offering money. Like <laughs> a lot of these folks have turned out to be pretty good actors, and we've yeah. seen Amelia Clark, and we've seen a lot of them just go on and do mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff. And I anticipate that's only going to continue. So yeah, but... I actually think Dinklage, uh, even though his character is like very different than what it used to be. Oh, this is this is an Emmy type season. Yeah, uh, and I think he'll probably get it, and Game of Thrones will probably get it, even though it's bad. I more, don't know. I more like for the years before. More for like yeah, yeah. it's like what do they call that? It's like the for for time served. Or whatever, yeah, we're gonna give it to you. And it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse for some of these actors. I would think that they want to have like a defining role. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about uh, some do, some don't. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about Brian Cranston, and for me and Tyler, he will always be Hal. That yeah. was his defining role. <laughs> and then for other people, his defining role was was uh, Walter Eisenberg. White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walter, Walter White. White Breaking Bad. Yeah, and I would think that for me, he's the guy from Argo. <laughs> okay all right all right but, get out of here <laughs> but for some of these game of Thrones characters i would want to be a part of this like huge epic story and then from now on people are going to see me and be like oh man that's john snow good for him he's doing a big like blockbuster I'm gonna, movie i'm gonna say this he's I tried have, <laughs> i have i really don't like john snow it used to be jamie that i would get uh really really mad at on this show because yeah. this show is all about making you root for people who are terrible they are just terrible human yeah. beings who do terrible things over and over again Jon Snow is kind of the only one that is somewhat redeemable but he's uh-huh. such a weenie he's such a <laughs> weenie this year and, this, and I, yeah. don't, I don't oh, want him to man. be on the throne because you know what he's a weenie you know and, and I don't think it's get gonna, your weenie yeah, off so, that throne by the way <laughs> he's in real life he's like five foot two or something. And, I think he's and like 5'5". Five five, whatever so. he is. But this year he <laughs> Average looks, height, all right? I'm he, only like 5'7". No, no, no. so I'm, I'm not that tall myself, but I'm just saying like this year he looks shorter than ever. And I think it's more the way he acts than his actual height. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's unfortunate, you know? Oh, man. It's just, <laughs> it could have gone better. They could have done more seasons. And you know what? It would have flown better. I get that they want to finish up this story, but would you rather be the actor that's a part of Game of Thrones that had 10 really good solid seasons or the one that had six good seasons seven okay 
and then an eighth one that everybody just didn't really like in general. You know, it's a good question. I don't and really know the answer. It's just it's I think you can get tired of yeah. it whether it's good or not. And you know, back with Breaking Bad, you know, five seasons. I think that was a perfect time for it. You know, five seasons. I was it's unhappy done. with yeah. the ending of Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, really? For the most we'll part, have to yeah. save that for another yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> I was unhappy. Yeah, yeah. I like everything up until the, the last. Yeah, yeah, we are. Definitely, we are. But you know. We'll see what happens. We'll definitely talk about it next week as far as Game of Thrones goes. So let's spend some time um, on it after when we have a fun yeah. finality of the whole thing. Yeah, so. for sure. So uh, Yeah, and if any of the audience members have an HBO account that and they want me to watch Game of Thrones <laughs> so I can add into the conversation, <laughs> shoot me a DM. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Ryan underscore dot com. I've got the DVDs. Uh. <laughs> Do you watch DVDs? <laughs> DV what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> VHS. We're going to see a, a stack of DVDs in the final episode of Game of Thrones, like the Starbucks cup. Last yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. No, it's gonna be a, Mac- a McDonald's bag. <laughs> I lost my wristwatch on. My John's nose is kicking it on a Blu-ray and a 55 inch TV. All right, you guys have any other movie news you want to throw in there? I just wanted to mention one thing very quickly. I am super stoked. I feel like it's been a very moderate movie year. Always at RealWatchability.com, you can see my top ten of the year. We're obviously talking about John Wick three today. I'm very much looking forward to this dynamite team up of a comedy that's coming out. I want to say June 7th, but the sneak peeks are coming out this coming Friday. This is a movie called Yesterday. This is Richard Curtis, the guy who wrote Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, uh, Love Actually, and my buddy Danny Boyle, who almost directed a James Bond movie, so didn't close. quite get there. Train Spotting, Steve Jobs, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. They are coming together to make a movie that has the greatest premise of all time. Guy hits his head, wakes up. Nobody knows the Beatles except for him, and he starts stealing all their stuff, and he becomes super famous. It looks amazing. That sounds awesome. I can't wait that for great. it. sounds great. So stand by for that to be my pick soon. We're going to check it out. <laughs> we should do a back-to-back that and Across the Universe. Hey, listen, I'm oh, a fan of that movie. Tim Sturgill, right? Or Sturgis? I forget. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's both. <laughs> all right, guys. So today we're going to be doing John Wick 3... Parabellum. 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 You know what parabellum means? Prepare for war. It's Latin for prepare for war. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ryan. What was your reaction to the movie? Come on. Come on, garbage boy. Don't let me down. I'm sad that a puppy had to die (laughs) to get this movie, but hey. Consequences. Consequences. <laughs> Rarely do I have a reaction for a movie, but I have one for this. You want to ask me what it yeah. is? Yeah. All right, Nick, what's your reaction? My reaction is Halle Berry is still really hot. That's okay. my reaction. Mm, that's that's a good reaction. Yeah. So, And you know what? She was not really in the advertising for this. What do you no. mean? Are you serious? Not till the movie was released anyway. In the buildup, I didn't see her in the trailer. Really? I, th- that was, I thought that was one of the major selling points. Was that it? Halle Berry so. was there. I didn't you see know, her in the first trailer. I only saw the first trailer, and I don't. I remember seeing her, but I, I didn't watch any Very quickly, trailers, so that's about yeah. it. So, but she oh, saves this movie because did does she? Because yeah, I I we'll talk about it. Well, I, I would go the other way on <laughs> that uh-huh. point because honestly, I thought that was the selling point of this movie that John Wick is teaming up with Halle Berry, and yeah, that's we're going to talk about him. how and where they meet, which is nonsense. <laughs> but you know, outside of that, she's hey, very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, spoiler warning for John Wick One and John Wick Two. I guess. Sure, uh, yeah. yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah, so. yeah. There's not a lot of mythos here. Uh, There's yeah, a little yeah. bit. So. A little. So John Wick Three: The Story of a Man Killing Everyone. So, <laughs> that's a synopsis. That's, that's a synopsis. Yeah, so, right. Just, right. just. I mean, the dial. 
as far as non-spoilers go, the dialogue is about the same as the first one and the second one. First one had a little very bit more. Little. Yeah, 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 very Four little. Four pages of script. So. Yeah, they, basically. <laughs> but this movie is just a, it's a big setup for more sequels. That's what, honestly, that's how I feel about Unfortunately, that's the case. Yeah. You know what's a bummer about that is like, I, and I wrote it on the blog in my review. The review is up, by the way, realwatchability.com. Uh, I had wrote that we had talked about this with other movies. It's a good time for this series to take a breather. Yeah. Take, take a minute and have a timestamp. But instead, the ending says we're going to pick up immediately after like this one does with chapter two. Yeah. So I think that's a mistake. I, I saw an article. Who is the director on this movie? This is Chad Stoleski or whatever. He's yeah. the former stuntman of the Matrix. Yes. Yes. So he made a comment and uh, you can check my sources. I don't know if this is true or not, but he said that with this movie, he wants to go the route of Die Hard and lethal weapon that they this would just feels more like the route of fast and furious just like pumping them out every yeah no year. but he, yeah he wants to release a bunch of him because he just wants these movies with over-the-top so, action and fighting okay so let's go over the math a little bit we do this on the pod quite a bit the first one was a 20 million dollar budget and mm-hmm. it made how much did it make not a lot it yeah. made 89 global but like maybe 40 50 in america more cult, right? more cult following yeah, but it got yeah, a yeah, cult yeah, following yeah, so. especially streaming dvd blu-ray etc john wick 2 is a 40 million dollar budget makes 171 global so that was the first one the second one that goes global mm-hmm. a little bit it's like 90 american and the rest overseas this one's got a 55 million dollar budget so it's going up progressively and it's opening this weekend to what about 50 55 i think i think i was saying. reading it was around 50 yeah, yeah. so it's going to hit the mark and it's gaining steam as it goes but you got to be weary of over Overkilling it, you yeah. Know? Franchise so. fatigue. This, Franchise fatigue. Exactly. I read that this one opening weekend it overtook dethroned. Avengers. Yeah. First one to take overtook down the Avengers. Avengers. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Man, but all due respect to Detective Pikachu, that came so close. But <laughs> <laughs> You're not John Wick. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, throughout this movie, the first and the second one, it's just the dialogue fuels the the action scenes. All it does, it just leads you into the next. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a set piece, piece extravaganza. Right? Right? But what, what I would say about it is that there is a. It's got beautiful style. This is the cinematographer uh, Dan Lawson, same guy who did Shape of Water, uh-huh. Crimson Peak, very mm. stylistic yeah, yeah, films. Yeah. And this has that same vibe. The style is beautiful. It's just that there's no substance to go along with it. <laughs> yeah, or no. very little. Like the story so. <laughs> is just a means to get John Wick to fight in interesting yeah. locations. Yeah, That's it. and even the ending is like the same old. Like, come on, we're gonna. You know, we're gonna do this again. No, it's the so. Matrix. It's the Matrix. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't. The Matrix has layers. No, no, this is lacking in layers. That was the Matrix scene when they're fighting in the lobby of that uh, big business building with all the glass and the fluorescent lighting behind the glass. Oh or, no, I'm talking about the shootout. First one, yeah, very first one. Yeah, the very first one. Yeah, the shootout with all the SWAT teams and they coming in and he even says guns. I need lots of guns. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some Easter eggs in there from that. Yeah, the body count on this one has got to be two, three hundred of like nameless assassins that mean nothing <laughs> except for John Wick and the concierge, like knocking I mean, them out one by one. It goes down that route from the second movie where sure. it's just him going and, against and more assassins. And I enjoyed it the second time. Yeah. This one is, mu- by the third one, it's getting rehashed. It's getting a little tired. I actually yeah. enjoyed the third one a little bit more than the second one. First is still the favorite. I agree. But Style, third I enjoyed tone. More. I like this one more because they're getting better at figuring out what they are. Uh-huh. But story-wise, the first one is the one that's good. You yes, can, yes. The first yeah, one the first is the one best. The first one is going to be the best. These other two are just whatever. Yeah, but if we're going to rate them, like, first one is for sure on top, yeah, then yeah. the third one, yeah. then the second one. So Totally agree with that. It feels like you could fit two movies into this one as far as dialogue and story goes. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Like, you can still, you know... Set the action set pieces where you want to set them, but you could definitely yeah, and I want to talk about where stories. they set them. <laughs> so, but the thing that sucks though is that with this movie, it just seems like they're building more and more onto it, and it 
goes against the original story because it would have been cool to have them introduce certain things in the first and in uh-huh. the second movie and then have them play out in the third one. But honestly, it just seems like a seven-year-old is coming up with an action movie. And as it goes on, he's like, adding more and more to more it. bullets yeah he's like it's, uh, you know what would be cool it gets overkill yeah no it gets overkill and it's just trying to mm-hmm. find these like high points and it's just doing high point after high point after high point i don't i don't know about you guys but i went to the thursday premiere and um there were people dressed up as john wick oh no way yeah. <laughs> it's like four of them they were just not very well but they certainly were trying <laughs> they were just i hope they didn't suits. have guns <laughs> you know what i worry about i'll be the i'll be the debbie downer on this one and just say that the gl- the overglorification of violence purely because this is just purely violence it's mm. cartoonish abuse violence it it gets a little tired the first one with the style and some story makes sense the second one okay the style cinematography is getting better by this one I'm starting to get worn out by it all so mm. with that first one it's just with that whole entire fighting sequence in there that was something brand new because we were just yeah, off of the cut scenes maybe of Jason not brand Bader. new but yeah. new enough new a enough different absolutely. take on it yeah sure. absolutely so I mean. It was new enough. Story was the story. It had a definitely a little bit more dialogue. It in the didn't first have to one, be a deep story. Just, yeah. just good enough. It knew Keanu exactly what it with, was. You know, and low. <laughs> yeah, we talked just... about John Wick before in other pod in our other podcast episodes where you know it's the rules of the universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. I guess I would say with this third one, we're still in that rules of the yeah, universe. They it still change gives us that. Bit, they start changing them. No, that, the the Winston what... thing when we get to spoilers is utter nonsense. But that's yeah. what I'm getting at. They keep on adding these rules that were not initiated in the beginning, and if they did. Yeah, yeah. Now there's layers of society. Yeah, exactly. And it just seems like they're thinking up these new things as they're making more movies. Uh And it kind of retcons a lot of the older stuff because they're not lapping together when you take the old movies and compare them to the new ones. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I I mostly agree with that. Again, you're you're trying to give it more depth, but you're not thinking it through. So it's weak depth. Exactly. And the rest of us are the ones who are looking at the story are kind of rolling their eyes a little bit. I'm fine with the world building in that certain sense of like the some of it is okay. Yeah. And I even don't mind that the hotel is a character basically. Uh Which I kind of like, the Continental or whatever. I, I like that part of it. But the layers with the adjudicator and this yeah. other shit, it's its its annoying. I yeah. mean, it didn't feel as unnatural, I guess, as far as like the story itself goes. Maybe because same thing with the goggles. You know, it's sure. its just their world building. They're exploring in that direction because that's where they want to take that action set piece at. But definitely when it came to are, uh, there's going to be a fourth one, franchise fatigue. Are we sure. into spoilers? Are we, are we there yet? We get, we're close. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll go so, into okay. spoiler just go warning. See yeah. it and get okay. back to us if you haven't yet. What did uh, so I wanted to bring up just a mild one, but it's it's so relevant to the story when he finally walks the desert and meets that guy yeah. who's like the overseer of everything. And he's yeah, like, the one above the high yeah, table. Yeah, the, the one that's table, above. The yeah. one that's above. The one. You know what I mean? It's nonsense. But whatever. He sits there and he says, "Okay, this is how you get to save your life." I, that feels like a rule that cannot be broken, and yeah. yet they break it there and say, "Okay, well, this is how you get to live." I know there's some sacrifice yeah. there—the wedding ring and the finger and some of that stuff—but I thought that was cheap and it felt unnecessary. Plus, poor casting in that part. Yeah, so I didn't like that guy. Uh-huh. I definitely did think it was cheap. It was just a cop out. And plus, I don't like how John Wick's character, even though how little we knew about him, basically devolved and changed. He just wanted yeah. to remember. Well, now he's Russian, yeah. right? Did yeah. we get that but out of can, this one? Okay, you know what? Yeah. I think. It's kind I, I don't remember, right? Can I, don't can I mention this? interesting Angelica Houston part right there for those who uh, remember her uh, great acting career? Can I mention I this? Seen so, her in a while. so that's one thing that I was talking about. It would have been nice if they introduced that in the first or second yeah, movie. Second like, movie. You know, you can go. Yeah. You can do it in the second. Background one. with the Russians and this like 
like name. Mm-hmm. Maybe the they wrestling mentioned... and the ballet. And yeah, I love yeah. this because the, the choreography of the fighting is very ballet-like. They play the classical music. That's all style that I'm into. Yeah. But the if background they... of it doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying that if they like just said his name once, that the name that the, the woman calls him when he's uh, talking his true to him. Yeah, his true name. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Or, Russian, Russian, yeah. They, they use this, this line multiple times. I have served, so I will be of service. Yeah. They did that a lot. If they like just use that in the first couple of movies, just once or twice, yeah. it'd be more logical. Yeah, it would be more logical. Yeah. But, but now making it up as they go. again, it just goes back to my point. It just seems like they're just throwing these little things in that. Oh, you know what would be cool if we added this in the first movie? Oh well, we'll just add it to the third movie. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and there's this nonstop trope that ultimately makes no sense, especially how this movie ends, where like you can't help somebody who's broken the rules, except everybody's helping him over <laughs> and over and over again. Like, so what is what does that rule mean if you just keep breaking it over and over and over again? <laughs> Screw the rules. There, yeah, we yeah. get that there are consequences with this adjudicator, the lady yeah. from Orange is the New Black, Asia, Kate Dillon. She's uh-huh. pretty good in this. That's an interesting yeah. part. She but it doesn't like, make much sense. <laughs> she looked like the girl from Community. Is that Alice yeah. Brie? Uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Uh, a yeah, little, she kind of yeah. had like a her. Ruby Rose, which is Batgirl on uh, WB or whatever it is. Oh yeah, she is. Oh uh, man, DC, right? Uh-huh. She was in. Oh, she, she is dies so in the second hot. one, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is like the character that kind of takes the. Well, technically, she didn't die. She kind of. Well, he, she says that she'll see him, and he's like, "Yeah." And then she doesn't like fall over or anything like okay. that. So I don't think that she's completely dead. But man, she is so hot in that movie. I don't know if you <laughs> saw my tweet. She's also from Orange is the New Black, by the way. Team Nebula, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. now, you're, she, now you're the person. She's part of that. <laughs> <laughs> so is this something that uh, hopefully producers or movie people will learn as far as like franchises or world building? You know, from a movie, you don't expect to get any sequels out of like out of John Wick 1 because they weren't expecting any sequels at all it's supposed to be just a one and done is if you're going to do your world building and you don't expect to get that sequel do it in the sequel right there this is let that be that world builder it's really an ageless problem they have this a lot with tv seasons right where you don't know if you're getting a season two so you cram everything you got into season one and then all of a sudden you get renewed and now you're like crap now i gotta write a season two i gotta figure out what they're gonna do lost hello lost it's not the only one but that's a big one right yeah yeah so they figure it out as they go right Uh, there's a little bit of this problem with star wars they're kind of making it up as they go shooting it a bunch of different ways and trying to figure it out as they go it it, we can tell as viewers we can tell yeah yeah. So it, I think in the second one, the style overcomes it. This one, the style is so good. It's really close to overcoming it. But for me, it just didn't get there. Okay. So so what do you think about the humor that was added into this movie? Uh, raise a hand if you... Or what was it? <laughs> <laughs> and he gives the finger to yeah. the <laughs> That or, I really or, enjoyed. Or it's just like, what is the... He was in Iron Chef. He's the head Iron Chef. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's the leader of this Japanese group That's, of assassins. Um, I got his name. Mark somewhere. uh Dacascos. Mark Dacascos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the big bad. You know, basically. The big, I like their final fight scene, by the way. There's the, some the final there. fight scene was his good. voice is weird, but other than that, true, true. Yeah. It wasn't very sinister or yeah. threatening. Yeah. But the humor that they add in, even Halle Berry's thing when she grabs the water, like. she drinks it and then she spits, spits it, it back, back into yeah. the bottle. <laughs> I guess that's a little bit play off of their. You know what I liked about I the Halle Berry really character? Water, so. Her two dogs. <laughs> that was great. You know, because like they just doubling down and tripling down on the dog. A lot of 
frostbiting. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, yes, dude, so you much know. of that. I was like, another one? Come on, man. No, How many and times I, can I lean back in the chair? See, the first one was like, oh man, had shock value, and then the second and third one, like, okay, all right. And I'm numb the to dog, crotch biting and now. And then when the dog jumps off the back and goes up the wall, that was yeah. cool. Like, that was cool. Crap. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and well, plus and, they're wearing those little bulletproof vests. Yeah, cool. I like how they incorporated that. It just seemed like uh, what is that? <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops when they introduced dogs into yeah, the game, yeah. and then that was the big <laughs> so, thing. That was cool, but I don't know. That whole segment with Halle Berry, I just thought it was weird. So I like their chemistry together, and I didn't like it when she basically left in the last 30 minutes was without her. The, how they get there, because they just randomly take... The Russians let them go to Casablanca. Why yeah. Casablanca? I have no idea. doesn't make much sense to me. To, to, come to meet her old boss. Yeah, to yeah. meet the old boss. A plan that is terrible, by the way. That's yeah. obviously not going to work out. <laughs> so he, he they, they talk again. Halle Berry's like, I can't break the rules for you. But then she does. Takes him to the boss, you know? And then there's a huge fight scene. But I like the fight scene. And it's I the like the chemistry bond. between yeah. the two. But then they... They depart again, so I didn't really like that. She just lets him off in the desert to walk alone. I, I well, Halle Berry, she's a, an amazing actor. She's very Good talented. Yes, scene and in the react their teamwork was cool. Their their relationship on screen, I could feel the chemistry, but. I don't know. She didn't do it for me as like an action, like uh, gunslinging, mm -hmm. gun toting. She looks great. Okay, number I, one. She she number... looked like a mumble rapper. <laughs> what is up with those tattoos on her face? Was it, <laughs> is she Kodak black or something? Or oh, was that like, little uh, pump? Why so, does she have all these like, tattoos on her face? I don't know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> so, shades of Islam because it's Castle Block. I don't know. I don't get it. I was fine with the Halle Berry scene just because I, I think it. It, I think it, sell, it sold the action. I'll get a little bit more into the action a bit later, but it overcame old... the nonsense of going to Castle Block. Yes, it did. That. Yeah, that scene it definitely did with the crotch biting and everything. <laughs> it was but, the only way to detach him from like the beginning of the movie, which is this rush, rush, rush because the 10 minute mark or yeah. however much time he had left. And it's that everybody's bridge. chasing him. And then all of a sudden, they didn't even show him getting on an airplane or anything. He just in Casablanca. Yeah, Nick yeah. wants to see traveling or yeah. sex. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Check, or traveling while having sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Combine <laughs> it together to save time. I'm okay with it. I want to see John Wick banging inside of a bathroom <laughs> so, of an airplane. So uh, This podcast is not a true depiction of bring it, bringing it back. <laughs> bringing it back to Game of Thrones real quick. Just a slight joke. Uh, Braun plays her old boss, you know, in the, oh, in the yeah. John yes, Wick yes. movie. <laughs> and it's as soon as I saw him and he wants a gift, I'm just like, oh, he wants a castle. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was he wants High Garden. By the way, his outfit and a lot of ascots in this movie. The Winston's got one on. That Not guy enough had one ascots, on. I Not say. Enough. So, okay. yeah. All right, well, different take. Right. I was thinking, man, they must be super hot, right? <laughs> they must be sweating like pigs underneath them. <laughs> I'll say this uh, now: the part that I liked, the the only comedy that truly worked for me, I like Halle Berry and the dogs. Obviously, was when they're trapped in the hotel build up to the final battle scene and Winston is just kind of sitting in the vault and like they go out there and all the bad guys have the armor on. Yeah. So yeah. then they come back in and they get the shotguns and Winston's just drinking he's drinking cognac. Yeah. He's and chilling. he's like, I need like, I need more firepower. And they're he looks all at stressed him like out and he's just it's all around you. But I just thought that the humor, they're just trying to inject it into this movie, just like they're seeing the the success of Marvel and all these action movies that have uh -huh. this humor in it. They're like, Oh, we can throw some some humor in it. Like when they had the assassins start fighting with John Wayne and then they stop in the middle of the fight and then they go and shake his hands. I did kind of like that scene. I, I the liked only thing it, with that action was, if you look at that action and, you know, I was a little bit of military, I'm not a kung fu guy or anything, but some of the time when they're making these moves... They, they, the bad guys are like waiting for him to make the next move. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the only time the action felt a little bit so, unchoreographed correctly. How many action, like how many action scenes 
did big action scenes that we get four or five. I'd say five. I'd say five. Uh, I think yeah. five, 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 five so legit ones with a few little parts. One, here and one there. thing I noticed, I like the action scenes in it, but as you start kind of getting later in the movie, I don't know if you guys notice this, you notice those imperfections and those action scenes as yeah. they're given more into you. Know, yeah, you yeah. notice they're waiting a little bit more for, and, you know, and, of course, and, and that falls their mark. on the director because yeah. he has final cut and he, and I feel like they maybe rushed it to get and, it out because only one year after John Wick 2. Is it really? Yeah. It's 2017. Yeah, that much, maybe but, a touch but over a year. five yeah. years since the first one, I yeah. believe. But they yeah. all take place, yeah. I think, immediately after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, it happens in a span of one week from what I was researching. Uh-huh. So John Wick happens and then four days after the death of his wife, then he goes in, okay. into this killing spree and then John Wick 2 and then and immediately John Wick John through. Okay, so my thing with, I don't know if it was meant to be like on purpose or accidental with Keanu Reeves in this, because he does a really good job in that first half. But towards the end, I noticed his action scenes, and I noticed a little bit with Halle Berry. They start moving a little bit slower. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed that. I didn't and notice it with the Berry stuff because it was one clean action scene. Yeah. I thought it went pretty well because the dogs are somewhat distracting. Yeah, maybe. yeah. But Keanu, for sure, got yeah. a little tired. I, I only noticed it because Keanu started moving a little bit slower, and that's what made me and kind of pick up on the Halle like Berry. Yeah. Too. yeah. So I don't know if that was on purpose because he's been fighting for a week and maybe he, he is just really tired. Beat out of which, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which entire movie. He's been shot, he's been stabbed, which <laughs> and, does and me, make sense. So but. let me ask you this. So, okay, so maybe that's what the answer is, truly. Yeah. But for me, how can he lose so much of the time but be such a great assassin at the same time? Right. It's like two things that don't totally balance out. Yeah. Because every random bad guy gets him for a couple shots and he just ends up winning every single time. It's and, yeah. and there were moments where they could have killed him, but yet they didn't kill him. Going back to that out one of respect, scene. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of respect. So going back to what I was saying with Nick, the comedy between the assassins, the two ones that he's yeah, fighting. Yeah, two main students. Yeah, the I two main Shinobi students. one and two. I'm not sure. But. They could have killed him, yeah. but they stopped and they were a like, A couple oh, times. They actually stopped more than once. Yeah, they stopped yeah. more than once. And they don't die. Yeah, They're and I respect that. Yeah. That's what John Wick yeah. was doing. You know, they didn't, he, mm-hmm. they didn't let him die, so he didn't let them die. But the humor that I didn't like was when Mark and... The final battle. Well, not the final battle. When they first get to the Continental, Mark was going to shoot him and then oh, they yeah. welcome him in into the lobby <laughs> they and then they go the and have a drink. Yeah, they sit on the couch. He I don't has, know if I hated that or not. I was indifferent. Uh, it just seemed like, okay, this hardened assassin killer, then all of a sudden he turns into a fanboy. I can understand the respect of shaking his hand. In the second one, when Common, he was showing respect to John Wick. A better Wick. big bad. Yeah, a better big bad. Guy, exactly. I, I agree. And he showed respect. He was like, hey, John Wick, shakes his hand. He remembers his drink. And then they just sit at a bar and they say, hey, I'm going to come after you because you killed my boss. Right. And I like that a lot more than this when he's they're sitting there having a drink and he's like, Hey, John Wick, oh, it's such an honor to see yeah. you. I've heard all about your things. We're the same person. You know, you know what it is? It's an, I think it's a nod by the story writers and the director as because this is a, has got a cult following and he's John Wick has become more popular in real pop culture. Yeah. And it's, that's a nod to like the fanboys that like the guys who are dressing up on Thursday night yeah. at Town Square <laughs> for some reason as John Wick. You know, this is a nod to that. So I get that. What I didn't like about that is they've already broken the rules at the Continental. Yeah. So what's the problem? Yeah. You know what right. I mean? What's the problem? What's that? If he really needs to get him, take care of him. Remember in the beginning of the movie at the library, the guy breaks the rules again. He's like, well, it's only five minutes to go, but who's going to know the difference? I'm and try he to promptly now. dies. And yeah. I'm going to say this about the movie. It starts off strong. Yeah. Very strong. That, I agree. Yeah. Uh, in the library, awesome scene. Very cool. Kills huge, him with guy's a book. Huge. Yeah, guy's like huge. Feet tall. Kills him with a book. <laughs> awesome. And then the fight when they're in Chinatown with the knives and all of that. Yeah. 
awesome fight too. Really cool. And then he goes to if, the doctor, and then the doctor says, "Oh, you're gonna have to shoot me." Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And twice. then it kind of twice. Yeah, he shoots him twice. <laughs> and then it starts to go down, and then it goes a little bit back That's, up, and then plateaus. Yeah, I agree. Little it's by little. Because they they are stretching it out too long. Yeah. Giving, yeah. And not giving us a breather in between the two movies. I what think was the what time on this movie? Does that, it's two uh, hours and yeah, just a touch over two. It's exhausting. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was getting. By the way, it's he, fall, he falls off a building. Come oh on. yeah, he man. He would have broken yeah. forty bones. Yeah, he hits sake. that bar pretty hard. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and this idea that Winston gets the better of him is really obnoxious. To okay, me. so so let's talk about that. Yeah, first. yeah, let's uh-huh, definitely talk yeah. about it because I'm a little bit confused. So, when when uh, Winston first shot him, I thought, oh, maybe this is a fake out. And that's what a, I thought. I thought yeah, maybe I would have been more thought it was a fake out that. too. Yeah, that made sense yeah. to me. But then he falls twenty flights. Yeah, so that's a problem. I thought maybe he flew over and he threw a fake body down yeah, there. And like okay, John Wick's dead. He's doing him a solid. But no, it's just flat out betrayal. Flat out betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I like that it ends up with Morpheus and Neo back together again because they have to be. But so I'm okay with that part of it. But the triple cross is is nonsense. But it's just lazy. I yeah. It's lazy writing. It's it, a lazy it definitely plot. is lazy writing, but it doesn't make sense to me for him to betray John Wick because all throughout the first and second movies, he understood. He breaks what the rules for him. Yeah, he breaks the rules for him, but he also. And by uh, the way, he just he kicked all those guys' asses. So he, why would you want to go against the guy that just killed 150 assassins? Exactly. He knows what he's capable of. Yeah, and he, he told him that uh, at the end of the second movie, he's like, if anyone comes after me, I'm going to kill him. And then he says, of course you will. Because yeah. he knows how. Even how, at the beginning of the movie, how producer Ryan, he when he says there's like 300 people and a $15 million head, uh, thing on his head um i'd say the odds are about even and yeah. angry john wick or whatever they say and there's like the odds are even because john wick is so good that's the whole thing of the so movie right? why would he betray him <laughs> it doesn't make any sense yeah it doesn't it's make nonsense. any sense at all <laughs> and by the way if you're gonna shoot him shoot him in the head he shoots him like in the chest or yeah whatever he the does. bulletproof suit. come on yeah. Winston. <laughs> so How, you've been around this for a minute right you should know better than that <laughs> and, and that's why i think that it is not a betrayal but i'm hoping it's not know, a betrayal man. i think really it's a betrayal. what do you not. say tyler I mean, it feels like a betrayal. It didn't feel like it at first, but towards the end, it definitely did. But same thing, you could have fit two movies into this, and it would have flown a little bit better. You could have, you know, because, of course, the next one, he's going to be taking out the high table. He probably could have done this in this movie. Yeah. You could have you yeah. fit that these, in there. These so. movies now have sort of become event movies, as as witnessed by the yeah. people who dressed up at the theater, right? So you could get away with a touch less action and a touch more story, but that's mm-hmm. not what they did. And I think that that'll prove to be a mistake as these movies continue yeah. to be made. So, so I mean, because it looks like this one's going to be a financial success for sure. For sure. For sure. And it'll make look, money. But we'll see as far as the fourth one goes because, you know, same thing. And, and buyer, fatigue, so. buyer beware. If this movie starts costing $100 million, they become less of a success. Yeah. So how much can you do with what, you know, so... Yeah, so I mean, because now, did you guys like the introduction of the high table that you had, I guess, as far as those layers go, you have the... The hotel. The what, what was the hotel's name again? Continental. The Continental. You had the hotel, the Continental. You had this whole underground world. They all follow these set rules that apparently everyone breaks. And then you have the high table I, and the guy <laughs> who sits above the high table. So again, and then you have the Bowery, which makes no sense yeah. either. By the yeah. way, I like that little nod to Lawrence Fishburne and uh, what's his face, Denzel Washington from Training Day, where he's like, I am the Bowery. Yeah. Like, it's a pretty good moment, although it's nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so, and then they just cut him up so it doesn't make I no just, difference. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I just wish that they introduced the high table in John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or even the second one, if you know, 
They, they, well, they, they, yeah. they introduced it a little bit, but I'm just saying. Did that, they? Well, they talked about the high table because oh, oh, what's okay. his name was supposed to be a part of it. That's, oh, the, that's the whole premise of the first, right. second movie. Okay, but yeah. I'm just saying, if they just mentioned the high table it or that be they're better. working underneath yeah. the high table, a, it would be much a better. There's aristocracy yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. There's, a la- there's well, layers that you have to follow the rules. That's can, how significant the high table was. I didn't <laughs> so, even remember it from the second movie. So, so. Can I ask, why is the entire back end of the operation old-timey? They're using, like, Typewriters yeah. and These switchboards. ladies with the pink blouses. The, the suicide gray, girls. Yeah, the suicide all, girls. All the suicide yeah. girls. And then one... <laughs> Writing sing- on a chalkboard. Yeah. And-, <laughs> and it's one single punk guy. Like, yeah. why? weird, right? Uh, why that is that all style, on? no substance. Yeah. There is no reason for exactly. it. Exactly. style choice. And who are they doing that for? Are they doing it for themselves? Like, know. who's watching the, the chalkboard or whatever? Who was the guy... I like the guy who was like, when he when he gets out into the alley and it's the homeless guy that looks at his watch and he's oh, like, yeah. hey, John, you only got a five minute I don't like that. I don't like that like at that? all because TikTok. how does he yeah, know? TikTok, John. How does he know? He's from the That's second what I'm one saying. too. Like if you're writing on a chalkboard, how does that guy know? Yeah, no, yeah. Sense. Because yeah. the only person that should know is Winston because he's setting up this whole yeah. one hour block and the people within the back end. So the uh, and, and it's also not cogent, know. right? Because think about it. They're writing on a chalkboard with this old timey thing, but then at the ding of the clock, everybody's cell phone goes off. Yeah. So <laughs> why not just, why are you writing on a chalkboard at all? I mean, I think everyone knows because everyone knows who he is everyone knows that he's being excommunicado at a certain time and that guy the homeless guy i think he's like a number two to lawrence fishberg yeah he's he's a bowery guy yeah okay he he fishes him out when he falls through you know but we don't see him from the top of the hotel no uh at the very end yeah Yeah, he's the one carrying he's he's there when the adjudicator comes and he oh he's there for that yeah yeah but i'm just saying in that instance winston is telling john wick that he has one hour john wick doesn't know that he has one hour how do these other people know that he has one hour <laughs> oh i think he, kn- he knows what nonsense. time he has he no, yeah, no yeah he's no, checking no. his clock yeah. no but the thing is he calls john wick to the park to tell him he has one hour and then from there he immediately leaves that's in john oh, wick too so yeah, how do yeah, all these right, other yeah, people know, know that he has yeah. one hour yeah again it's knows. nonsense they 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 aren't following their own rules as you guys always like to point <laughs> out and the only thing i would say about that is the beginning when he's in Times square it's beautifully shot Oh yeah, good cinematography yeah, yeah, there with good. the spinning camera. The stuff. colors too. Yeah, the, the colors. Yeah, yeah I know really the like colors. So. The cinematography is great with the uh, again, when they're on the style, motorcycle. Not substance. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they're on the motorcycles, the shots as the, 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 the cars cool. are moving. Yeah. yeah, it looked really. I like cool. the part where he goes on the side of the motorcycle and he shoots from the yeah. side. Yeah, no, the no, he was on the motorcycle. That was on a horse. He was on a horse. Oh, that was a horse. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, of course. And that course he's on a horse. In that instance when he's inside the stables and he has the horse kick the dude in the face, he does it twice. Yeah, three times. I think it's three times. I think it's no, three times. Twice, and then he has one dragging, dragging by the uh, the reins right. of the, yeah. of the horse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he killed a guy with the pencil, killed a guy with the horse. No, yeah. man. <laughs> you know what? And I say this. I, I'm, I'm, uh, that's the thing. In this movie, you don't get uh, the more clever killings. It's more basic in this one. Yeah, so, and that's why I was saying it's like a seven-year-old coming up with an action movie. They were like, okay, and what's going to be cool is he's going to take the reins of the horse, and he's going to wrap it around his neck, and then he's going to ride the horse out of the and, stables. And you know why that is? Because, because it's a money grab and they're rushing it and eventually that'll come back to bite him yeah eh, i think the reason why the first one was so successful was because it was just a pure like all not all, substance yeah all a, stylized movie uh-huh. you can turn your brain off to and it's just a bunch of action and murder and killing and it's just loosely threaded together yeah now they are going to make a fourth one how would you save the franchise from the fourth one because i would say we've got a good pretty solid two Third one is definitely can be debated. I enjoyed the third one. We'll get a little bit more into that in the rating, but 
how would you save the fourth one? This would is... you just go around the high table and then cut it right there? No, I think you got to get away from that. Okay. And, and what I think is, so in 2014, when John Wick comes out, we were in like a lull of action movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe we had Fast and Furious movies. We had movies. Taken Five, you know. Yeah, but it was like a different type of action, right? So this is like a throwback to maybe the John McClane type style, a pure action movie, yeah. the Arnold Schwarzenegger era, the Stallone era, right, with Cobra and stuff. It's trying to be that with more style, cleaner looking, and prettier. What they have to do is they don't have substance, right? So the the what the substance they do have is dumb, and mm-hmm. they're they're breaking their own rules because it's dumb. So what they have to do is get them out of New York, get them out of the Continental, and somewhere else to do something else. Okay. They left it. Winston double crosses him. He goes to the Bowery King uh, Morpheus from the Matrix, which is great. I like to see those two together. And now, obviously, they have to take out the high table and the Continental and everybody else. Yeah, and they have to dismantle this whole hierarchy. Had they not done that, they could have sent him out somewhere to do work for somebody else now that he's fully back, right? But now they're married to this idea and staying with the dumb stuff. And honestly, I would have been happy if John Wick died. If John Wick and Winston um, died in the end of, of this. Yeah, so, if they yeah, both died. Yeah, if they both died at the end of this movie, I thought it would have been a better ending. You know what's I funny? I think it would have been a good trilogy. Uh-huh. It would have tied it up better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop there. Trilogy yeah. would have been nice. And you know what's funny? I think when the first one came out, that was the thing most people wanted to see more of, was more of the secret organization. Mm. As far as, Because you know, when it was mysterious, it yeah, was fun. Yeah, it was mysterious. But then they started answering fun, exactly. questions, now it just and sounds stupid. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> if your answers are dumb, it, you've ruined it. Once you, know? once you reveal it. <laughs> you might as well it, just not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Once you reveal it, whatever was in your head about the secret organization, how far it runs, it's just, once, you know. Once you introduce midichlorians, people yeah, start being like, like, okay, why? <laughs> but if they were to save this franchise, or I would say, you know, third one, I think is still pretty solid as far as action movies goes, especially what we've gotten recently. But if they wanted to save it, fourth one, okay, do the high table, finish out the saga, wait five years do an old man John Wick I don't Logan style and <laughs> so oh, this is man. we have a test for this right they haven't started John Wick 4 yet but this Chad Stoleski gentleman the stuntman turned director he's got a couple things in the works right now we like his vision to a certain extent he certainly uses good cinematographers so we give him some credit there but he's not a story guy right he's got something called Gangsters of Shanghai coming out to TV series another sort of kung fu based uh, TV series called Rain and then he's rebooting Highlander I don't know if anybody remembers that oh, oh. Christopher there can all be one. So, and we don't know who's going to be cast as that. There's a lot of people rumored, uh, including Stephen Amell from uh, Arrow. Oh, okay. But, but there's a bunch of people. I don't. They haven't cast it yet. But so we could see him with different material. And I think once I know what else he can do, we might get a better idea of where this series could go if they continue it on. But for me, you got to take a breather now. But uh, so with this movie, I feel like there's a lot of things that John Wick Three has set up that they have in their back pocket. I feel like they're going to have like this separate branch that. That's going to go with Halle Berry's character and her daughter. That's going to happen. And I'm okay with that. They're going to have they're going to have the old boss of Halle Berry come back for some instance. Maybe they're going to have those two students of Mark, whatever his name was, yeah, to go and seek revenge. And then that could be a whole. I thing. think they're going to work with John because they like him so much. Yeah, but <laughs> and that'll be fun. Yeah, but <laughs> to avenge, but to avenge their master, and this it's, is it's a, a Japanese ninja assassination thing that makes sense that they we would want to get revenge we uh-huh. don't want to beat a dead horse on this but they have locked themselves in because of the ending yeah uh, exactly. had they not done that we could have had like ethan hunt is the american james bond john wick could have been something else but because mm-hmm. he's tied to this high society okay thing, he can't let me know, ask this then you you offered that the, uh, tyler you offered what would be better or how would they make uh it better with john wick 4 what would have been a better ending for john wick 3 
he they they back off. They make uh, what's the, what's the negotiation called where he says parlay, a parlay, parlay right? yeah. we're going to do a parlay. Yeah. And the parlay is both of you get to live, but the concierge dies or something like that, you know? And then the Continental uh-huh. is is fair game, but John Wick can never leave the Continental or something like that. Uh-huh. And then in the fourth one, he breaks out and does something else. <laughs> no. I, don't know. I don't know. That's off the top of my head. Don't put me on the no, spot. No, I get you. you know? I get I'm you. an aspiring writer. Give me some more time and I'll come up with something more clever. I don't, Just I don't not know. a double cross and him on the run again. I think... You could fit in the high table easily in this movie. Yeah. Story, you know what I mean? You could have combined you still both have of them it, into but one. But why do but, we have to be centered around it? Where you know, is it always going to be John? So this movie's John Wick versus 300 people. The next one's John Wick versus 600. I mean, you just keep so, doubling down. People get tired of it. What I was hoping was that Winston doesn't betray John Wick, but it's actually. It's not in his character. Yeah. It's yeah. not in his character. It's a dumb mechanism. But I was hoping that what he was doing was setting him up to fake his death. He shoots at him, now, he falls off, okay. and then he fakes his death. Now he can live a, so, a quiet yeah. life. This is almost then, like uh, Ray's parents are nobodies, and maybe they're retconning that for Star Wars uh, 9. Yeah. Can they retcon this? Can they go back and say, yeah, it was, we were faking them out? They could show something. They could, they show, could maybe do it, right? Yeah, so they they could, could still kind of wiggle their way out of it. They could show something. In a, maybe like that's in what a, they need flashback. to figure out. <laughs> Lock a few guys in the writer's room and figure that out, because <laughs> it's the only way to save this franchise. <laughs> you just, I was, just all through a flashback. <laughs> Although I say that, you know what? Fast and Furious is also a mindless franchise for the most part, and people still love it. So maybe they don't need to do anything. Did, did you guys see that Hobbs and Shaw trailer? In I the, saw it. Yeah. No, I saw it. Oh, they showed it in the yeah. theater it's, I was in. It looks ridiculous, but I this only Nonsense. Fast and Furious movie I think I want to see. Uh, you know so. what it makes me? Oh, yeah, I Shaw, see yeah. that. You know what is the problem? At least it has some fun comedy, but I feel it makes me feel bad for Idris Elba, mm. and it makes me feel worried for his Suicide Squad part because <laughs> oh, this guy man. gets the shaft. You know, He's yeah. so good on the wire, and you're giving him nothing in these movies. Come on, man. I... Got just off off that side tangent. In Star Trek three, just... he wore all makeup. You got you got Idris Elba. What are you putting all that makeup on for, man? <laughs> oh man, but yeah, with oh gosh, it's just I haven't seen a Fast and the Furious movie. God, since I don't know when, since maybe four Fast or five. Six, I think I've been wanting Vin to do a marathon. I oh my watch god, all of yeah. that's gonna take a lot, but. With that Hobbs and Shaw trailer, that second one, I was like, this looks ridiculous and I want to watch it. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe that's the future of John Wick. Maybe not. But, you know, it's always been that serious tone since the beginning. But you know what? We'll see what happens with it. What I would have liked if they introduced some sort of espionage situation where they killed the adjudicator, that would have been good. And ending they didn't too. kill her. If they killed, Why wouldn't they have killed the yeah, adjudicator? Winston and John Wick, they killed the adjudicator, and then they like introduce another person like towards the end, and then she's like, oh, I'll be the adjudicator. And then she does some makeup. She does some technology to make her look like she's the adjudicator to kind of make it seem like, like everything's Impossible on the level. Style? Yeah, Mission Impossible <laughs> style. That would have been really cool, but know. then it would be... <laughs> Definitely a different tone. This is from the this is why we set. need to go on Dragon Questicles so we can so, go to war with story building. <laughs> is there an adjudicator for an adjudicator, or is it yeah, just yeah, it just know. never stops? <laughs> <laughs> Who else they got from Orange Is the New Black? Who hasn't been on the John Wick yet? Let's get somebody else in there. I'm here to examine your. <laughs> it's decisions. the guy from uh, Jason Biggs from American Pie, right? He was on Orange Is the New Black. He could show oh, yeah. up and be the next adjudicator. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Don't I, give him any pies. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. Again, the the imagery in this movie. There are some cool instances, like you know, 
I, I like that she has this coin that shows that she's an adjudicator, and then John Wick has this... It's like this, blackish. Yeah. It's got the A on it. It's yeah. not very well designed. No, it's kind of in your face. No, I, I'm just saying, it just further cements Those my, like my argument <laughs> that a seven-year-old made this, that yeah. she's like, oh yeah, and John Wick, he's going to have this really big rosary, and it's going to act yeah. as his key, By and the then, way. then he's going to take the... the the cross, the crucifix off, and then they're gonna put it into fire, and, and it's gonna, a ticket. Yeah, they just rip it like it's a ticket, right? Kind of <laughs> yeah. nonsense. Again, it's like things that I I came up with. And when then he I was has 10. like the giant. <laughs> he's got the giant challenge coin. So all of them are like you know a dollar style, and these this is like the eight dollar style one. It's like this huge one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then now you can pop them open, and there's blood in there. Yeah, like, it's all kind of like nonsense. And he's like, oh yeah, and then what's gonna happen is they're wearing body armor that the bullets can't pierce through, and then they have to get shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like a 10-year-old made this movie. It, it was kind of cool when he would, like, lift up the mask of their helmet and yeah. shoot inside. Yeah, it was no, kind of cool. It's cool. It's, I did like the yeah. shotgun scene where yeah, everyone but, away. Because it's playing to my inner 10-year-old. But... You, know you know what I worry about? I worry about the kids and their video game violence. Like, this one is a little bit too much. You're, you're getting to me a little bit now. No, uh, it, since it, you're giving me nothing else to think about, that's what I'm thinking about when I'm so, watching this movie. Okay, we're, we're, we're burying the lead, though. The action scenes. The action scenes really deliver, though. I, yeah. Like... Most of them. Most of them? You don't Most think... Of them. Which like, like I said, don't. a couple of them, when the two people are fighting, the two students are fighting, the shinobis or whatever they're called. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. There's moments where it's slower than it should be. It's like they yeah. forgot to hit fast forward okay, on the yeah. camera work. That part, yes, I agree with mm. that. And it was weird because John Wick was like... Oh, Keanu Reeves. He was on his knees for a part of yeah. it. Because, like, these guys are so short compared yeah. to him. Have you guys seen the movie The Raid? Yeah, I uh, yeah, I no, I haven't, one. but it's on my list. I don't know. Beautifully if shot. I don't know if it is the fighting first down one the stairs. One. Daredevil steals from yeah. yeah. Season one's beautiful. I don't know if it was the first one or the second one, but one of them has Didn't Mad Dog. One. Was Mad uh, Dog in the first I think one? He's in the first one. Yeah. Okay. I think he's in the first well, one. is that one guy Mad Dog? It's a good question. I don't yeah, know. I think we he could is. look it up. Yeah. I think he is. But if you haven't seen the raid, great action and fighting scenes in it. But it's a cool idea. It's like fighting down. Is building. it on Netflix yeah, by yeah. chance? It, you guys know? It was. Or... I don't know if it's still. I don't know. I'm gonna look you it up right now. It, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. That fight scene wasn't that great. But the action overall and all the other fighting scenes really over the top and really delivered. For the most part, like I think it's one of those things where like some of the gun stuff versus some of the ninja sword stuff, yeah, it yeah. was a little bit in- inconsistent. But uh, I liked it. Uh, definitely the one in the Continental I liked, except for when it gets to the two things, mm. and then the 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 ultimate fight scene where it's the guy from uh, Iron Chef versus John Wick. It was a little bit unsatisfying, and John Wick, who got to be tired by then, yeah, kind of yeah. handles him pretty easily. I don't know how much I like that. And then mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the whole disappearing thing. That was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> he was able to do it, and he wasn't. Just like you. Yeah. I'm just like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm better. I'm an assassin, too. But one thing I will say that I did like was, so uh, it was a good callback when he goes into the Russian theater, like when he's meeting that one woman. Said, Angelica Houston. Yeah, Angelica yeah, Houston. Very okay. famous actress. And he, he takes out all the things from his pockets, and then they say, Remove the belt also. And then yeah, he's like, that, he's like, really? So he yeah. removes the belt. But then they call back to it in the fight with the two guys and he uses, oh, he uses his belt it. as yeah, a weapon. Yeah, that was the one thing. So oh, I yeah. complained that he didn't use a pencil, but he does use the belt pretty yeah. well. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I was okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I never, yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's yeah, actually, 
really good. good. That's a good call for me. I think uh, going there naked. <laughs> it was a little bit weird that he had like a fresh suit in the desert. That was a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah how does that so whole, clean? Now that's what yeah, I was wondering. Right? Like, Perfect size suit, you know, with the skinny, again, the skinny pants. That whole segment in Casablanca and in the desert, I find, was like the worst part of the movie. Halle Berry, she was cool. That I like. Yeah, she she was uh-huh. cool, and she didn't the, really why make it there for me. Is dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. And then he and had why to would walk the through the of desert. A high table be out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, for no I don't know, man. Maybe he's just he trying to get her off dog. the grid. <laughs> I feel like that was the reason why oh, they yeah, had that yeah. to shoot we, a dog, and I we've get it. talked like, <laughs> we've talked about this on the podcast before. Some things in movies feel unearned, right? They want to be cool by saying, "Here's how you find the leader of that guy above the high table." Walk out in the desert until you can't walk anymore, and he'll find you. Yeah, that's a cool thought, but it's unearned in a movie that's got no substance. That's the problem. That sounds like something that I would come up in Dragon Questicles. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, I'm out of ideas. Uh, how about this? Just walk around. <laughs> you go for a hike and I'll tell you when. <laughs> All right, guys. Any final thoughts on John Wick 3? I'm good. Yeah. I've had my oh, fill. Man. I'm exhausted. I fell down like eight flights from a building and <laughs> I got four broken ribs, a shattered collarbone, and a broken foot. Are we, in me. So, are we looking forward to John Wick 4? I will watch it. I'll put it that way, but I will watch it. Listen, knowing what to expect, if that makes me sense. and Tyler are movie people. We're gonna be there. That's not the point. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna pay <laughs> yeah, my twenty three dollars. Yeah, they <laughs> have our money. I want you to, to give me the money's worth. All right. I want you to make me feel not dirty when I come out of the theater. I'm know? probably not gonna watch it in theaters. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm gonna say. Fair enough. <laughs> I, uh, full disclosure, I did not see John Wick one in the theater. Did you? No, I saw it on I DVD. Saw it later on. Yeah. I was one I of the cult guys that later, later on, on after hearing yeah. about it, I was like, I gotta see this. Gotta so, see. Gotta hear it. Yeah. All right, guys. So we'll move on to our ratings. Just for a little bit of comparison uh, with Rotten Tomatoes, if you guys want to trust Rotten Tomatoes, it looks like it has an 89% on the tomato meter and a 93% on the audience score. Mm, Interesting. Those audience are just 25-year-old white guy millennials (laughs) who play too many video games. So we got to be a little weary. (laughs) Again, it's... (laughs) And I'm one of them. It's appeasing the inner 10-year-old in them. Yeah, it's... They're all 10-year-olds writing reviews. Low-hanging fruit. Yeah. All right, guys. Ratings. Let's see if that goes down it. over time, by oh, the way, yeah, because we'll I think see we'll see that. some of that. Nick, why don't we start with you? You want to start with me? Okay, so I, I'm a tough grader as usual. Most of these movies are right in the same ballpark. I think the first one is the best, the second one, and then this third one. Maybe the third and the second are interchangeable because the third's got a little more style that I like, but the second maybe a touch more substance, slightly better casted. Um, I gave them all sixes. This mm. is just another six for me. None of them are particularly rewatchable, but I'm certainly satisfied uh, enough. I just worry about where this is headed. So for me, and you can always read the blo- uh, read the blog, realwatchability.com, 6.0 on the Shawshank scale. See it, but don't rush. Mm, interesting, interesting. Uh, for me... I I have to agree with you. First one, yes, it was it defined the genre and it became a cold classic for a bunch for a of reason. people. Yeah, 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 and and it's warranted. It was really good and it was a fresh idea, not using a lot of fresh things, but it was it was really cool. I would put this one at number two and then number two at number three. Two I know that was confusing. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> one plus two plus two plus one. <laughs> so one is one, three is two, and two is three. What? Cool, what? cool. Yeah, if you understood that, I said it correctly. If you understood Four that, listeners then just got me at me. Right now. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> but I would have to give this, I'm, I'm close to you, Nick. I give it a 6.5. Oh, that's low. You're yeah. starting to up. Oh, it's, wow. okay. My it's, rating system is starting to like branch out into now, you guys. Okay. 
absorbing so it. It's pretty low, and uh, a six is like a fail, like an F. Is that, is that like, <laughs> like six bloody markers, or yeah. what is it? Six dogs um, with bulletproof vests on, or it's uh, six it's, suits with pants that are too tight. It, it's what are we six talking and a half here? rosaries. Oh, so okay. it's six no, it's, right, tickets. So it's, tickets, in yeah, other words. Six sure. tickets. Okay. So one of them has already been ripped. Oh, gotcha. Can't use that one. Throw it in the fire. Exactly. Exactly. But so. I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. It's worth watching. But when I got out of the theater, I was thinking, man, I spent $15 on this movie. The time flew by and I was definitely entertained. But as you yeah, said, there's not there's not a lot of substance to it. So and rewatchable because, you know, I'm big on that. I would put it on in the background and like cook yeah. movie, uh, like cook movie. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> I what put I it agree. in the background it and cook force food. You, it doesn't force you to sit on your couch and catch the last 30 yeah, minutes of it. Exactly. I, I don't want to hear any of the dialogue. Mm. When a fight scene happens, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and watch it and then I'm going to go back into like preparing a dinner uh-huh. I like but, it yeah. so I actually had a lot of fun with this movie I know I it's not perfect be I know I was be like I'm always like it was fun <laughs> you know what it was fun you, you know you're so easy going time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what to expect with these movies you know you're not yeah. expecting anything that's going to that, be yeah. you know crazy good are we crazy being too dialogue. hard on it you could tell us are we so, being too hard on it no I don't think so as far <laughs> as your guys perspective goes I don't think so I might be grading a little bit easy. What I would say with my grading is... Pure emotion. Tyler's with, a yeah, pure emotion Pure emotion. <laughs> so I would say with what I'm about to give it, that might change in a couple years as far okay. as what John Wick 4 comes out and just re-watching <laughs> it in general. I would give this... Uh, is this, this is very generous. I would give it eight and a half, you know, Ooh, half, eight, eight and, and a half, half bit in crotches. So <laughs> Did you give half. Avengers Endgame? I give it a nine and a half. So I give it eight and a half just because, you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's two hours, but honestly, for me, it didn't feel like two hours. Mm. I thought it was actually around yeah. like that ninety-minute range until you said it was two hours. Yeah. And so, you know what? You know what to expect. It does have really solid action scenes. We'll see how it holds up. It definitely makes me want to rewatch John Wick one for sure. Not so much John Wick two, but you know what? You know what to expect. I know they add more layers into it, but I still feel like it falls within those rules as what they set as far as it just being an action set piece in general. Mm. So. That's what I give it. Those Dude, eight, cro- eight and a half, you know, broken crotches. crotches. Yeah, there you go. I, I know crotches, we're supposed to close so. on this, but did we care that like they all have stupid names? The adjudicator, the director, the Bowery King. It's a lot of does. Uh, again, well, it's lazy not writing. It's not it's winning any writing, writing okay. awards. Sure. Again, yeah, it is because they're the most important people of that story, and everyone else is garbage. <laughs> like all those know, other people that died, don't care about them. Unless you're John gonna, Wick, get out of here. I'm gonna close with this, right? So I think that. Um, what we like about Mission Impossible, which is another set piece type action series, you come up with a crazy set piece and they build the rest of the movie around the set piece, right? That's what John Wick should aspire to be. And they are getting the first part right and they're forgetting to do the second part. Mm-hmm. So they need to go back to the drawing board a little bit on that. I just think that what they're doing is they're coming up with these awesome action scenes or these awesome fight scenes. Spending and then, a lot of time on yeah, it. Yeah, they're spending a lot of they're time on it. The right and then, yeah, and then they're like, okay, now, so how are we going to tie these together? Well, we need them in the <laughs> desert. And well, we I got need an idea. Dogs. Send them to Casablanca. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the and budget's then, only $55 million, so we can't afford to show the plane Throw a dart at the so map. Just, yeah. <laughs> sure, that's where it's at. Like, <laughs> Everybody, okay. everybody knows that. Wait, name. we need we need a hallway full of glass. Where we can we do that? Well, we haven't shown the inside of the hotel yet. We can put it up there. Not right? every room. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have a room like that? Why not? <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> those crystal be... skulls. We brought that up on the pod before. Were those crystal skulls in there? Yeah, I think so. Like it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's I... up with that? They're making a comeback. Everybody loves the crystal skulls. <laughs> well, Dan Aykroyd was part of this movie. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, executive, executive producer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but eventually, I'm gonna call it now. In one of the movies, they're gonna 
going to have to go into the jungle and they're going to need a gunfight in the jungle. I'm okay with that. That would have been different. It would have looked different. No, that's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> John Wick 7 in the jungle. All right. So we're going to move on to our next segment. We've got mail. If you guys want to send us a fan mail, questions, theories, anything crazy in general, you can always send it to us at talkingflick at gmail.com. Talkingflick at gmail.com. There you go. So today's mail we got, or email, is from Alejandro. So... What's your favorite disaster movie and it's a, it's what... a great uh, Lady Gaga song. Oh, they all hung down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for the question, Alejandro. I don't know if that was an insult to Alejandro. No, it's a great song. Alejandro. We're sorry. Please write us still. <laughs> you got to sing on every episode, right? We'll talk to Nick after this is over, I promise. So, uh, okay, so what's your favorite disaster movie and what disaster movie do you feel you would best survive? I don't want to go first. Somebody else go first. So, <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough one. So yeah, Ryan and I, I, when we read this, we were talking a little bit about just there's all these different layers what qualifies? of disaster. Yeah. Like a viral thing so is a qualification? If like we, a... we were talking, it's the earth is in danger. Not yeah, zombie, yeah, but the like earth a is in danger. virus. Yeah. So we found a list on Wikipedia and they broke it out into different categories. We have monster kaijus. We have zombies. Oh, so that counts. We have so like a natural disasters. Well, yeah. I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to okay. I'm gonna throw out these. We have natural disasters. Uh, we have epidemics and then fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, all that falls into natural mm. disasters. So what do you think? Do you, th- I think monsters like Nothing huge... with monsters. You don't think I, monsters? I it's think, up to you guys. I think uh, the kaijus, like the big, <laughs> yeah. like, the, like Godzilla sort of situations, that's fine. That's a, a huge uh, disaster. I, I would okay. say, okay, so I would say things are more forces of nature. I agree. <laughs> so I, it's got, and I, I would like say, it's be grounded. I, yeah. I would say, okay. I would say monsters, if they're mindless monsters, which I guess you could say Godzilla's a little bit 20, mindless. 2012 is a mindless disaster movie based on a nonsense mythos. Oh, yeah. But that can be thrown in there too. Yeah, so uh, that's what I really like. John Cusack. Natural disasters is going to get thrown into there. Sure. Um, I wouldn't put zombies in there because I feel like that's its own separate entity. That's why I wouldn't put Godzilla. If you're not going to put zombies, don't put Godzilla in there. Ah, man. But Godzilla. It's Godzilla. Okay, why don't we? We'll we'll do natural disasters. Just natural disasters. Natural disasters. Okay. All right. And then if you have one, Alejandro, for... email us back and specify yeah, yeah. what you we'll want. Have honorary mentions. We'll, yeah. we'll give the people honor- what they yeah. want. Yeah, we'll have a, a <laughs> honorary <laughs> mention. Yeah, honorable, honorable mentions, mentions, whatever yeah. it's called. For yeah. monsters. Yeah. So, uh, Sunshine, Danny Boyle. It's very smart. Yeah. Again, Chris Danny, Evans. You know, I love Danny Boyle. So, so Chris Evans, yep. Cillian Murphy. Uh, that's it was Killian? Yeah, Killian. Killian, 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 Murphy, yeah. Killian Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good movie. Mark smart Strong, movie. Too. Didn't love the end of it. Yeah. Everything that leads up to the end is very good. So, with that movie in general, that is one I would feel like I would survive just because I probably wouldn't be on the ship. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how does that Because I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to be anywhere there. But the movie itself, I really enjoyed. Um, I put it on during last summer semester. I was like, let me put on a movie for background noise. Bad idea when it's a movie you haven't seen before because then, of course, I end up watching it and not doing any homework. But um, really good. Chris Evans is in it. Real good. You know, he's done some really solid sci-fi films like Snowpiercer, which is Snowpiercer, really great. which that yeah. series is not dead, but still in limbo. Still they in keep, limbo, they keep yeah. Talking about figuring but that thing out. I'd say Sunshine. If you haven't seen it before, it's really good. I have it at home. It's got the blockbuster sticker on it too. <laughs> still. Um, previewed three ninety nine. To just to just to throw it out there, Danny Boyle is somebody that is a lot of style, but also always takes the time to get that substance in yeah. there. It's what John Wick is missing a little bit. Mm. Sunshine is one of those smart sci-fi, mm-hmm. beautiful shot movie oh god yeah and just to sum it up it you know it doesn't feel like i want to say it came out in 2005 maybe 2006 it does yeah, somewhere right it around. does not feel like it came out in that time it actually feels like it came out something Fresh. more recent yeah. and i just movie sun's dying out they're gonna go try and save it 
Recharge it out. If there's a blockbuster in your if there's a blockbuster in your town, go check it out. All right. So since uh, since Tyler went recharging the sun, I'm gonna go with mine. Like I was debating. I haven't seen a lot of like disaster movie. I haven't seen a lot of disaster movies. I've seen like Armageddon and like uh, End of Days and stuff like. uh, Not End of Days. Uh, End of Days with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, actually not a bad movie. Disaster. No, no, it's a good movie. But um, uh, the one that comes to my mind is. Is the core. I remember watching that. Oh, <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. Oh, one yeah. of the worst Stanley Tucci performances ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why would you go with that one? Well, it's the one it's that I that remember. Bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's but pretty bad, bad, but it's, it's fun. pretty bad. But which, uh, which Aaron? Is that Aaron Eckhart? Is that Aaron? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Boy, I feel bad for him. <laughs> so, so Tyler's was about restarting the sun. This is restarting the core of the earth. And yeah. Um, yeah. I just remember the idea. I'm going to guess that CGI does not hold up very oh, well. Oh, yeah, it does not. <laughs> uh, but I just remember that one scene when they're in the drilling machine. And then they're like, what is that on screen? Oh, that's empty space. We didn't account for empty space in the yeah, earth. They fall. Yeah, and they fall. I'm like, what? Are you serious, guys? Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't account for caves in the earth. <laughs> but yeah, that was the movie that I uh, that I remembered. So that's gonna be my answer. And how that is I would... a terrible answer, producer Ryan. I'm not even gonna give oh, you the yeah. uh, thrill of being called garbage so, boy for that. That was awful. I guess with er- a little side note on Aaron Eckhart with that movie. It was a disaster that made him want to do that movie because I want oh, to right? I want to say it was 9/11 or another major disaster maybe it's not definitely that post scale. 9/11 yeah. yeah it's 2007 he, this movie he didn't came out. think he oh, was, no, 2003 oh yeah so I think that it was right. I think it was very fresh off 9/11 where he didn't think he was going to get as much work because of how big of a disaster that you know was going to have that had happened so he decided to just take whatever he could for money to save up his money in case he couldn't get any more work. Mm. And so the core came around and he ended up wow. taking it. And so <laughs> for for me, there's a lot of these movies, right? And some people have like made their name making disaster movies. I, I think Cameron with Titanic might be in the window of a, a specific disaster with the Titanic. Wolfgang Peterson did um, The Perfect Storm, which is a good Clooney yeah. Wahlberg movie. I didn't love the ending of it, but it was pretty good. Uh, so he's made a few disaster movies. If you go old school, I like The Poseidon Adventure and The Towering Inferno, just because you put McQueen mm-hmm. and, and Paul Newman together. Yeah, That's yeah. amazing. The movie's not perfect, but it's an amazing uh, duo. Uh, of course, Armageddon has a special place in my heart. That was 98. <laughs> and I actually like the Tommy Lee Jones Volcano 1997 movie. Um, but my number one, if it counts, and you may poo-poo this one, and uh, what's it, 1994 was the Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, young Kevin Spacey vehicle, Cuba Gooding Jr., I think is in it, called Outbreak, which is a virus movie. Later on, Steven Soderbergh made Contagion, but this movie, uh, I think it was 95, actually, was uh, was called Outbreak, where the monkey starts the virus, and this virus spreads out uh, really, yeah, really yeah. fast. Morgan Freeman is also in it. It's really, really well made, and I saw it probably like two, three years ago, and it still holds well, up pretty well. Who else well. is in Point Break? Uh, outbreak, outbreak, oh, outbreak. Dustin Hoffman, Kevin Spacey, Rene Russo, Morgan oh, okay. Freeman. It's got a great cast, and it's also directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Mm. Uh, it's just a well thought out movie, and it was like they ended up, it ended up spawning a bunch more virus movies. So I give that one a lot of credit. For me, that would be my number one. Uh, Donald Sutherland is also in it, so it's just a great cast. Uh, 
for my honorable mention, I want to say that this would be my 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 disaster movie. Ten Cloverfield Lane was pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought that was of the really recent good. ones. Yeah. It's probably yeah. the better. Yeah. One. Oh yeah, absolutely. You get aliens the in there, so yeah, it's an alien. I would consider it a disaster because it ends up being true in yeah. the end. Some of those, like even the Rover with Robert Pattinson, it's isolated apocalypto kind of movie. Yeah. Some of that's really good because it's POV type yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. which really really makes a difference. But I, I really enjoyed that movie when I was yeah. watching it. We may do it for this uh, for this that podcast. Is- <laughs> that is a great movie. Now that's a great Mary I, Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, I yeah, believe so. Great performance. Or, by yes, yes, yeah, so, yes. Probably should have been nominated. Um, for that. And John Goodman that, too. He yeah, yeah, and Goodman's John Goodman. Goodman's man. always good. So, I, you know. oh man, that is that is a really good movie, and <laughs> I I really enjoy it. I don't want to talk about Cloverfield Paradox. I really don't. <laughs> awful, <laughs> awful. Straight to so Netflix bad. for a reason. Um, first one, I really enjoyed just because at the time that it came out, I think it was... It was you know, different. It was a shaky cam. Yeah. It was a little bit like that. And you, Matt they, Reeves, right? Is it I, Matt Reeves? Or Matthew Vaughn. I, get, I keep on getting them confused too. But, uh, <laughs> but um, it's just, I like it. And I like that idea. I did like that idea before Paradox came out where you have this really cool kind of sci-fi film. And that's really what... 10 Cloverfield Lane was. It was called The Basement originally. It is Matt Reeves. And well done, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so it was originally called The Basement. That's what 10 Cloverfield Lane was initially going to oh, be. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. And was it and originally connected to the Cloverfield? No. So okay, that's what, what I what I used Probably to, why it worked so well. Yeah, and that's what I liked about 10 Cloverfield Lane is you get a sci-fi script that's not going to sell by itself. It's not going to get people in the in the movie and theaters. you attach a little, you little throw a sliver of IP yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You throw a Cloverfield <laughs> on it. Yeah. You make it somewhat connected. Or basically, hey, these are these Cloverfield movies, they're all, you know, isolated events, but they take place in some sort of, you know, kind of element and it gets people to go watch these sci-fi films, which wouldn't have necessarily done as well by themselves. But of course, Paradox came out and it's, I almost that's want, ruined now. <laughs> we talk about Star Wars on every episode, but these TV series that maybe even Benioff and Weiss from Game of Thrones might be taking a hand in. I don't know which ones are actually going to make it all the way through the development part. We know that John Favreau Mandalorian one is. Yeah. If it's, Star Wars, like the sliver of Star Wars, but a really good individual story. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they get successful. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what happened there with 10 Cloverfield Lane. Just smart. Now they ruined it with Paradox. Yeah. Oh my God, Let's Paradox. see if they can retcon that down yeah. the road. Mm-hmm. So. They but, probably will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But a great oh, way to who, get movies oh, out. Oh, you know who wrote uh, ten, uh, the first Cloverfield? Was Drew Goddard, who did The Martian. You know, I love that. Oh, movie. okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, an accomplished writer. That the mystery box. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what he does with Sinister Six or X Force. I guess yeah, he's working yeah. on that now. <laughs> All right, guys. So moving to another segment, uh, recommendations, anything you're reading, watching, listening to that you want to recommend. Um, I'll go first because <laughs> I right, just yeah, barely remembered first. one. Yeah, do it. Um, over the week, I watched, oh, gosh, Lock, Stockham and Lock, Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, yeah, Lock, Lock, Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, Lock, yeah, yeah. What's it called? Locks, Vinnie Jones, Lock, Locks, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. <laughs> uh, Vinnie Jones right there. Um, because I think it was last week I told you guys I watched Layer Cake. Yes, yes. So yeah. I had watched Snatch. Right in the same family. Yeah, <laughs> right in the same family. And I had watched Snatch previously before, and I've never seen Lock, Stockham. Well, I'm Lock, Stock, and I'm, I'm never going to get it right. <laughs> and, and you know what's wor- funny about that? It's directed by Guy Ritchie, written by Guy Ritchie. Yeah. It's one of the early Guy Ritchies, and Dexter Fletcher is in that movie. When you get to my recommendations, I got something for him. So. Oh, that's so. This is uh, very simpatico. And, nice um, so, 1998, by the way. Yeah, 98. How, so. how did it age? Because I haven't seen it in a while. You know, as far as story goes, it ages well. It's you indie, notice, so it's a little grainy. Yeah, you notice the budget constraints, and mm-hmm. it's funny because when it came to Snatch, um, there's a character in the movie Snatch, 
older gentleman who basically feeds people to pigs. He was originally going to be Sean Connery, or he was offered the role. Oh, is that right? And Sean Connery actually decided he wanted to watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, you know, to kind of get a feel of it. So they sent it to him, and he watched it, and he said, you know, I really enjoyed it but I don't think you'll be able to afford me. And so, of course, then it went to another character. Yeah, (laughs) and yeah, you couldn't, but, you know, it would have been nice to see him in that. Man, uh, Sean Connery, you're a jerk. Yeah, he said he really (laughs) liked the movie. I mean, he's like, hey, I really liked your movie, but I don't think you can afford me. And so, uh, Well, if you liked it enough, then lower your price. (laughs) Yeah, lower your price. The cinematographer for John Wick 3 also did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is Connery's last movie, right? Was that or Finding Forest? That was his last one, I think. Really? Yeah, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That was his last and actually, movie? what I remember about that movie was poorly written and poorly constructed, but it looked beautiful. So the comic really was good. great. In, yeah. in my defense, I think that was 2003. I was eight years old, and I was just like, Oof. I just want to see these movies. You know, they were action-based <laughs> and everything. Maybe I was the target demographic because not only did I want to see it because you got to see Mr. High, Dr. I Jekyll. Yeah. I, I made my parents take me to it. So mm. that's one ticket turned into three and <laughs> yeah I, I saw it and I, it was terrible yeah <laughs> i i was i was the right age to watch that ben helsing like, oh uh, yeah who was in it who what's sean connery invisible there? man yeah, the invisible yeah, man, everyone, yeah so vampire guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just everyone oh captain nemo from uh 20, leagues under the sea yeah also. yeah yeah, yeah he's in there. sawyer uh, tom, <laughs> yeah, tom sawyer <laughs> tom a sawyer. grown tom sawyer sure man what was i doing when i was eight <laughs> i could just see hollywood like this is a no-brainer <laughs> uh, well, we got Tyler's money and his parents. So. <laughs> hey, I watched it too, so hey. <laughs> uh, anything you want to recommend? Uh, well, after us talking, originally it was going to be How It's Made because that's just a good show to put on in the background. But after us talking about John Wick 3, it just reminded me of The Raid, and I really want to watch it again. If you guys haven't watched it, it's really sick. It's about uh, makes me want to watch the sequel, which I never. Yeah, get the sequel is good so. too. Oh, okay. um, but very similar in the same ba- in the same vein. But essentially, it's a uh, uh, a drug cop. Uh, there's a big uh, gang organization. Mm-hmm. It's a bust. Yeah. yeah, it's a bust, and he's basically going from floor to floor to floor, fighting all these dudes to get to the the, the head boss. Uh-huh. And it seems like a video game, but there's a lot of action they really focused on fighting not big on the story so it's kind of like john wick one is it uh is it dubbed or is it just subtitles it's I, a foreign subtitled. film right yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's subtitled it's yes. subtitled. i'm I might, certain that you can probably think, find can it, you do it dubbed? i don't sure. know i'm I not sure i don't like it dubbed anyways okay. I, usually I it's read the subtitles. yeah yeah More yeah. Not dubs. yeah <laughs> this is uh shouts and this just came through the wire uh, my buddy bill simmons a, a famous podcaster ranks the john wick movies this came on twitter Wick 2, number 1. Wick 3, number 2. Wick Original, number 3. Wow, really? this Whoa. guy. Come on, Billy Simmons. Oh, Come my on. goodness. He's really shaking it up. I know. It's, it's, he just lost a little bit of stock yeah. right there. Just a little bit. Uh, yeah. Are we good? Are we yeah, recommending? Yeah, but just check it out. The Raid. I don't know where you can find it, but um, you can probably find it so on YouTube. I was looking it was on Netflix. I just don't know if it's still there. It's yeah. not there from what I saw. I actually okay. looked it up while you guys were talking about mm-hmm. it. But I think I might just buy it on YouTube or rent it on YouTube for yeah, like yeah. $2.99 or $3.99. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's worth it. it. I yeah, think I'm yeah. going to watch it tonight anyway. Well, let me ask so. you, producer Ryan, uh, the raid better than any of the John Wick movies? Mm. I say yes. No spoilers, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I think I think I have to agree. I think oh, I, yeah, okay. right. I think Look the raid was really good. This side of the table. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> I can't say anything because I yeah. haven't seen it yet, but I'm definitely um, going to see it. Just because like 
it went whole hog into the action. Yeah, like, it really buys in. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's such a loose enough premise that I'm fine with it. Like, like I said, we know me and Tyler love the first season of Daredevil. As soon as I saw that staircase sequence, I was like, the raid. That's, yeah. that's all <laughs> the raid. They stole that, but it's beautiful. Well done. Uh, well, I'm recommending a couple things. Real quickly, I'm definitely looking forward to Rocket Man, which, by the way, is directed by Dexter Fletcher, who was in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, uh, he's done okay. a couple movies. He was also the guy who took over for his O'Brien singer who did Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, uh, I got yes, in trouble. Yes. So this is yeah. a guy that finished that off. So, and this one kind of doubles down on the stuff I liked about Bohemian Rhapsody. Explore the music and mm. let's have fun with the music. Don't, don't worry about telling the truth yeah. about, you know, Freddie Mercury and stuff. Let's same thing with Elton John. Let's just have a good time. Mm-hmm. And this one looks more musically driven. So I'm excited about that. That comes out May 31st. I recently watched, I didn't finish full disclosure, but I liked what I saw of it. The long shot, which is Seth Rogen and Charlie. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. How is that? That's Jonathan Levine. Now, Jonathan Levine is a guy I root for, but hasn't really made the great movie yet. He directed Warm Bodies. We mentioned that earlier. He directed 50-50 with Joe. Oh, hey, I like that one. Cancer patient buddy movie. I liked it a lot. Anna Kendrick, great performance in that too. This one is the worst of those, unfortunately, <laughs> but it is very pleasant. And I really like his eye and I hope he gets the right script that really maybe puts him into Oscar territory or makes his opus because he's he's something special. Maybe Warm Bodies is that movie, really, because it's such a smart zombie movie. But I think he can do a lot more with uh, with a really good script. So you just got to find what it. is this a gender swap? Uh, pretty Woman? It's not really. It's not really. It's actually more lazy than I wanted it to be. There's some chemistry there that actually works with mm-hmm. Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It's just that the jokes are kind of lowest common denominator. Does it try too it's hard? Too many, like I don't. I think it's like they let Seth Rogen get his grubby hands on it nah, a little too much. Nah, you know what I mean? Nah. That's a little Seth too Seth Rogen's much. humor is very. It needed like, to be distinct. more veep and less dick jokes, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't quite get there. But mm. still, I I recommend it. It's watchable enough. So okay, all right, all right, Ryan. Where can we find you at? Uh, if you like hearing my voice or if you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcast. It's a 5th edition uh, D&D real play role play collaborative storytelling podcast where I'm the dungeon master and I lead a bunch of my friends through an adventure in this world. I have set up an entire story and then they just mess the whole thing up. It's pretty epic. It's a lot of fun. Come check us out. Dragon Questicles on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. Or you can go to my website garbageboy.com and that's garbage boy with an eye and that will lead you to the dragon quest garbage boy with an eye You're very proud of that name. So. I, I am. I'm <laughs> leaning hard. I'm proud for you. I am, <laughs> I am definitely a fan of Dragon Questicles. They do brilliant work over there. It's excellent story building. Listen, if you like Game of Thrones, you're going to like this. You know what I mean? The same complaints I have about Game of Thrones. They build too big a world. That's their problem. But whatever. <laughs> or I enjoy not big it. enough. Still waiting for the invite. What's the hashtag we're supposed to do? Uh, give me those questicles. Give me those questicles. Give me those questicles. Give me those questicles. So you can hit me up on Twitter at Real Watch. You can check out the blog. The blog's got the uh, John Wick 3 Parabellum review already up. That's realwatchability.com when the podcast breaks I'll also link it to the uh, blog also as always I thank Tyler for putting up with me here on Talking Flick always a pleasure sir week to week just yes, remember I that know, yeah. why do you keep reminding me you feel that <laughs> alright as always we're Talking Flick you can always find us at Twitter Flick underscore talking if you want to share any fan theories crazy questions or even just a chat if you're gonna rate us yeah <laughs> and if you're gonna rate us please rate us on Apple Podcasts that's the big one right there or literally whatever you're listening to us on to as well hey tell your friends tell your family 
tell everyone, grab their phone, download us on them, hit every single episode, do what you can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you really like the show, you can always become a supporter. There's a Patreon link on whatever app you're listening to us on if you want to help keep the lights on. And pretty much you can always reach us out on our Gmail account, talkingflick at gmail.com. Same thing. Letters, fan theories, emails, questions, whatever you want to talk to us about, we'll listen. So why don't you finish this off, Ryan? Oh, real quick before I do. Um, we're thinking about going to the... I turned the... him into a like, sidekick <laughs> tangent guy. Uh, <laughs> we're thinking about going to the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. That's going yeah, to be next Comic-Con. month. On... We're, working, we're ironing out the plans uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, we're trying to figure it you out. If you guys want to hang out, meet us, <laughs> you can check us out. Um, you can go to AmazingComicCon.com. So we don't have a panel or anything. We're just going to be going there as guests. I, I want to yeah, see but, the same guys that were dressing up as John Wick at the Town Square AMC. Come yeah, see us at like, Vegas Comic Con. But if you are going, shoot us a text or shoot, uh, shoot us a text. If you want us shoot to come us see your table, let yeah. us know wh- what your name is and where to find you. Yeah, shoot us a tweet and then we'll come and find you. We'll hang out and we'll have some fun. Maybe get some beers, talk about movies. But, I'll definitely be drunk. that was talking flick and we will talk at you next week yeah